the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever might be on your mind. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, joining me. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. What was the thing? Somebody added something to my title. I don't remember. Authentic. Oh. Authentic was the last one we added. To yeah, the no, beginning. there was something new that. that something after really, authentic. No, before that somebody added like the before? something. Oh, yeah. I wasn't here for this. Like the wizard or something. I don't know. It had to do with playing Magic the Gathering. I think. Okay. Uh, there's a picture of oh. me floating around on the internet where, like, I'm wearing like the classic pointy like wizard hat. It's it almost looks like a Santa Claus hat, but it stands straight up and it's blue with like the stars and the moon and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm wearing my glasses, of course, and then I'm holding like a handful of Magic the Gathering yeah, cards the in my hand. And so, yeah, Merlin. So, uh, no, not not no? Merlin. I'm okay. I'm not that cool. Just a generic Gandalf? wizard. <laughs> I like like I might have been a Merlin apprentice, but then I dropped out. Okay, to go do radio. <laughs> You Harry Potter? <laughs> Don't tell me you're no, Harry Potter. No, 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 no. 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 I, uh, there, there are uh, Dumbledore. There are some yeah, things. There are some m- movies and television programs that I have not seen that I refuse to see. Some of them, like I have never seen the Titanic. Really? The oh, remake. You're missing out. Oh. The remake. The one with DiCaprio. Oh, oh, is that a remake? I didn't know. It's a remake. Okay. Yeah, what believe was the it or original not. one? Oh, the original one was in like, I don't know, 78 or something really? like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see the original. Yeah. I didn't even know. And it's got, I can't remember who's in it now off the top of my head. You'd recognize, they're like classic actors. Yeah. It's, you know, or at Charlton least the, the lead. No, but oh. it's somebody like that. Okay. You know, who's in it and, and that kind of, so I saw that one. You know, years and years and years ago. And like it would be on the independent television station mm-hmm. before cable, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you used to have to choose between UHF and VHF. Very high frequency or ultra high frequency. That's what these things What's the difference? For. We're not sure. Two different dials on your television set. Dials, actual yeah. physical dials. But other than that, right? So UHF the, was garbage yeah. for the yeah. most part. So this right. would be played on the, U- <laughs> the UHF channels. Uh, you know, because independent television needed to, you know, put something on that they didn't have to pay for. It didn't cost them very much. I could catch UHF channels on my portable TV when I was grounded. Right. Yes. Me too. Okay. That's how I discovered Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, PBS was on UHF uh, where I lived at the time, and they were doing their annual like telethon fundraising drive. There you go. And in order to, they thought that it would be best <laughs> if they just did a Doctor Who marathon. For, I don't know, man, like a week or something, right? I just happened to have been grounded for a week to my bedroom. Perfect. And I had a black and white television uh, in my bedroom. And so I was able to take some copper wire and attach it to the antenna leads on the back of the TV and sort of make a loop around the upstairs bedroom window. It was a two-story house uh, where my bedroom was. I made a loop, and I was able to pick up the channel, and they were playing Tom Baker-era Doctor Who. If you don't know who Tom Baker is, don't worry about it. He's one of the best Doctor Whos of all time, even to this day. Uh, And many folks uh, were brought into that series via Tom Baker. Uh, He's got a super deep voice and big old googly eyes, and he wears that super colorful, uh, long-ass, what do you call it, scarf. Yeah, that Doctor Who was made famous for. kids these days have it too easy, you know? 
there's it doesn't take very much creativity to you know like kids don't have to do stuff like that yeah so i got grounded and i'm like i got nothing to do what am i gonna do i turn on the television and I'm like oh, vhf sucks because it's all the abc nbc cbs crap well that's still better than most of what uhf had except this time except that time right yeah, sure, and i was okay. like wait a minute this is pretty cool all right i not only am i grounded to my room for like a week they're playing this weird-ass science fiction show that I've never even heard of. That's It's got a bunch of British people in it. You know? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And it's all like paper mache and like rubber costumes, like actual physical special effect. They weren't very special, by the way. Because while <laughs> For this, the time. For yeah, the time. I mean, this was Oh, they made, were special, all right. Yeah, very special. Yeah. If you go back and you look at it now, you're like, high school kids could have made this. And like yeah. today, sure, no problem. High school kids probably make something better than that today. But back in the day, that was like highfalutin technology. Isn't that how Guar started by yes. a college project? Yes. It wasn't It wasn't college. It was an artist's uh, work live space. Collective. Uh, a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, there was an old dairy in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, the dairy had closed, and so whoever owned the building was like, mm, what am I going to do? Guess I'll rent space out to, like, artists and stuff. And at the time, laws weren't such where, like, you know, you couldn't sleep where you worked. And so all these artists would just, that was their home. And there was, like, a, a bay of showers at the end of the hall so they could clean up and stuff like that. So a, a bit of a commune, but sort of a collective. A collective, yeah, yeah more okay. than more than a commune. And it was an artist collective. So they were all artists, painters and uh, dancers and, I mean, you name it. They, they were artists, musicians, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And uh, so one day, uh, and some of these people multi-talented, so not only were they musicians, but they did other art as well. And so one day, like, somebody had a gig cancel. And a couple of the people were like, well, we could throw a band together real quick. And, you know, and that's how Guar was born. They just threw together a haphazard band and all the artists got together and like, let's make some really weird costumes and stuff. And let's make it an outrageous show. And so they went and they did that and Art Rock was born. Cool. See, that's a, I thought it was some sort of art school or like high school project. And it kind of evolved from there. But you're not you're not far off. It's just the yeah. uh, you know, and these guys weren't far. They out weren't of high paying school. for school. Yeah, they were just doing their art. Yeah. So uh, anyway, six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number. Start eight. You would like to join us here? Uh, Captain's log. Start date zero eight one three two zero two three. Am I missing anything? I don't uh, think so. I already did the. We did the names. Well, did we never names. did figure out what the new name that you've collected yeah, is. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. If, if it comes to me, I'll... I'll Who gave it to you? Like, do you recall it? Was, that? was it in the chat room? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it had something to do with that picture, that, you know, okay. the, wizard, the wizard hat or something. All right, chat room. You know what to do. He rarely looks in your direction, but I, he might now. It's not even on my screen right now. Okay. <laughs> so I probably won't look now either. Uh, well, eventually. If you want to pull it up on, you uh, know, no. your chosen magic rectangle. Um... Hey, uh, let's get this one out of the way real quick. Uh, <laughs> Free Talk Live. Uh, what's your name, please? Hey, it's Scooter. You mean you mean Scooby? Scooter. Skeevy? No, it's Scooter, the guy who was calling the other day and always calls, and I'm always right, and you guys are always wrong, and you'll never. Oh, Skyler. Scooter. Skyler. Scooter. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Skeevy? Yeah. How come you so sound weird I, today? This is not really him. So, so as I was saying... According to the caller ID... Is this? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
but he doesn't I, sound like him. I thought maybe someone was like prank calling. Maybe they Scooby. are, but okay. if they are, they're spoofing his number too. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, which is even more impressive. Anyway, yeah. go ahead, Scooter. Right. So wrong. We need to end. We need to end the government. Okay. By increasing government, we need more and more government. <laughs> It'll collapse. <laughs> that way it doesn't matter how many people suffer or die in the process why not because the fact that the society will get may be pro-government that's a side issue the main point is we need to end the government by increasing the government if you guys would ever let me talk you would know that well, fortunately for us, we don't ever let you talk, so we'll never know that. Well, I'm okay ending the I'm okay ending the government. I don't want to increase the government to get there no. necessarily. That sounds like a horrible idea. What however, do you mean that totally makes sense? Well, however, however, I'm also okay with any and all collateral damages that comes with ending the government as soon as possible. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd go that I, far. I would I would prefer You're going to extend the duration of how long governments act? Well, because some people aren't ready for it. I like, mean, that's the alternative. Right. Oh, we can't end me, slavery so, now because so, the slaves okay, won't know okay. what to do. So, to me, it's not necessarily about people being ready for it, but I don't know how much, you know, bloodshed there needs to be. You know, I would like it to go as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't think more government is the way to get less government. I agree with Typically, that. Typically, <laughs> that's not how right. things work. But if there was but, no government tomorrow, right? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But like half the population of the planet was like snapped like Thanos, just gone. But you ended the government. Would you be okay with losing like three and a half billion people along well, the it way? It depends who they are, I guess. Yeah, like if it was like, me, no. <laughs> Obviously. But if it wasn't me, mm, I'd have to think about that. And this you is, know? You know, this is mean, an inflated ego on my part, but I go, well, I could survive that. Not necessarily a snap, right? But whatever of, you get through. All right, yeah. Go I'm ahead, just Scooter. Part of you guys, and again, you keep talking, and you and I love the it's sound of show. my own voice. So I wish you would let me hear my voice more because I love the way it sounds. Okay, well, we'll we'll stop but, right here. So go ahead. Yes. How did you spoof Scooby's number? I am the real Scooter, the authentic Scooter, the only oh. Scooter, and. Uh, uh-huh. Oh my gosh! I I just lost my thought because the notes that I've written down are gone, and I was I was only going by my notes, you guys. I'm, uh, I it, you know if I had this the humility to, if I had the humility to admit that I'm embarrassed right now, I would do that, but I don't, so I'm going to hang up the phone. Scooter, thank you for the call, man. We'll talk to you again another time. Peace. <laughs> That's one of the best. Uh, you know, sort of prank calls that like ever. Yeah. And so uh, let's let, let's go to this one. Uh, Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Yo, it's your boy, the real subjective scooter. Oh, we just <laughs> talked the- to you. No, call, they can't call more than no, twice. Yeah, okay. sorry. One, car, call one call per, per show. night. One call per night. Sorry, we have a rule. And I, you know, now go that ahead. That guy sounded too beta to be me. I have a more Sigma voice, don't I? Uh, uh, you- Definitely not Alpha. <laughs> Um, like it was easier to talk to him than it was to talk to you. That's for sure. Uh, but only because he spoke <laughs> because he at a pace that was about this fast. 
and because he had nothing of substance to offer, that's why he, he let you guys yeah, know. I, I think that was, uh, yeah, it was exactly. a pretty accurate parody. No, some of it was pretty accurate. <laughs> I have a bunch of notes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, right Skeeter, Skeeter, what's what's on your notes for today? Let's let's get this out of the way. It's again, uh, it's subjective value because you guys keep butchering it. Uh, you guys are still totally confused. Don't you have so anything I'm gonna else? I'm going to try to... No, but it's really important. I mean... Uh, it, I am not going to interject this time. I'm going to let him get all the way to the <laughs> end. Thank all you. Right. All right. Thank you. I don't I don't mind interjecting. It's just uh, let me lay out like my position and the definitions first. Well, your position is then, terrible, but get into it anyway. No, it's, okay. So, okay. So, again, I'm a true market pro- proponent, proponent, unlike Naptards, right? I'm an evolutionary... What's the difference between the true market oh, and the free market? I just want to know. Cause that's like, the captain. That wasn't oh, me. Okay, yeah. that's good. I mean, I, I, I don't... Uh, but don't uh, take me off course. I'll, I can explain it real quickly. So I, I don't think uh, the market will uh, preclude aggression. There's something I call evolutionary profitable aggression. Okay, okay. That's right. it. I, 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 okay, so I'm an evolutionary utilitarian. My morality depends on an objective intrinsic value theory called the relative theory of evolutionary value, right? I'm going to approach this subjective theory of uh, value debate in a different way, hopefully to break through the illusion of sloppy riches echo chamber and toddler emporium. Uh, from here on out, I'm going to refer to the subjective theory of value as the STV, you know, for short. So the STV from the Mises.org, right? So, uh, okay, so you got to uh, put aside anything uh, having to do with exchange or price because the subjective theory value does not directly um, have anything to do with those. Those are corollaries that follow, okay? So the subjective theory of value says the subjective theory of value, and I'm going to edit, I'm going to take out the labor theory of value part so it's clearer. The subjective theory of value is a doctrine of value which advances the idea that the value of a good is not determined by any inherent property of the good. This is where I have a problem. But instead is determined by the importance in acting individual places on a good for the achievement of their desired ends, right? So from, and uh, here's something to add to that so it gives more clarity. This is from a YouTube lecture from the Mises Institute. Uh, by uh, one who gives a lecture on the subjective theory of value all the time. And by subjective value, what we mean as economists is the value is nothing more than intensive state of mind. Value exists only in our minds. It is a state of mind. It lacks an extensive property. There is nothing outside of our mind that is related to value that we are assessing in our minds. It is a judgment that we make in our minds. It is the idea that is the idea of subjectivity. Now, okay. if this is correct, well, anyways. So uh, I'm not, I'm yeah, not interrupting, but we'll take that on its face. Now, yeah. what is what is your define your objective theory of value and why it's a better proposition. Okay, so mine is called the relative theory of evolutionary value, right? Uh, And it says, sorry, my throat's dry. And it says- He's not used to talking this much. Yeah, 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 it's amazing. I'm surprised. (laughs) So it says that uh, normative economics or morality does exist, right? Objective morality. And the value of any good or action can be measured by the actor or anyone else, not just the actor for their own uh, for their own good or objectives. Value is objective and is determined by the inherent properties of the good 
or action, the state of the consumer, and the context and method in which it's consumed or executed, uh, good or action. There can be an attempt at predicting value, expected value, using past data and intelligence, or it can be measured in the consequences after consumption or execution of the strategy. The prediction or measurement can be done by anyone for anyone and not limited to the actor for their own desired ends. Any good or action has within it potential value depending on the state of the consumer and the context in how it's applied. The potential values are determined by good or actions, the good or actions inherent properties. The mind of the actor has very little to do, if anything, with value, including uh, Captain C.D. I, I messed that up last time because uh, it was in the heat of a debate and I misapplied the, the definitions. Wait, wait, uh, are you I saying mean, you were wrong? Yeah, in the heat of the debate, yeah, uh, the value of Captain C.D. Dude, bravo. is objective. bravo. Yeah. I mean, I'd say this was but a pretty successful call. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah, it was, it was the only concession that it was the only concession that Rich thought he was right on. I'm saying I was wrong giving that to him. <laughs> so I was saying I was wrong, but I was right. <laughs> that oh, maybe we're not uh, making progress you know, here. You know, yeah. Skeeter, yeah, I thought so. I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> I hope you're not being uh, making a joke. I am making a joke. What do you think I do here? Don't you listen to the show? Do you just call and not listen to the show? Can you be serious so, for a second? No, this I can't. It's impossible. I mean, Have you heard me on the radio? After he called last week, I, yeah. I don't know if I commented on the air or during the break. I don't recall. Um, I think, Scooter, that you are utility? Co conflating. Yes, utility and value. Yeah. You're, okay. So uh, I I was trying to give I was trying to prime uh, Captain last night on Beard Talk Live. I was trying to give him my documents, right, with all the links for justifications of all my Jones definitions, which I, which, oh which I haven't given yet. No, I so, I actually like, um, received a link to a Google document that I'm not opening because well, I just don't trust links from people I don't know. It's just a Google document. Don't worry about it. It's just a Google. Document. There's you can't. I, I'm, not worried, say, so. I'm not yeah. worried about it. I'm not worried about it. All right. So yeah. So anyways, if you want to understand, so. I have a link in there that shows uh, what values uh, defined as uh, in terms from the Mises Institute. They, it, they admit it's marginal utility of the good. The problem is utility does have uh, some ambiguity to it. Uh, on, in some uh, moral uh, views, it's it's uh, yeah. defined and as happiness. That's and, another uh, weird some one. Some economic right? things. It's uh, you mentioned morality in your definition, and I don't I don't know if morality necessarily plays into value or utility yes. at all it feels irrelevant yes it does feel irrelevant Thank well, you. that's the thing that's that's where i was trying to get you to uh also more irrelevant ulterior motive there's ulterior motives when uh, constructing a value theory for instance the labor theory of value i contend that um marx uh had an ulterior motive trying to give more importance to the labor or the blue collar worker right than right. He, he really has in the economy but even and even what, marx I, Right. Even even if you uh, ascribe or subscribe to the labor theory of value, right, it is easily disproven by anything I don't wanna, I don't, by I'm anything not, that I'm people are unable to sell, no matter how much labor they put into it. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't want to debate the. I don't. I don't adopt the labor theory of value. I'm just. I'm just saying. There's. I'm giving an example that I think we can agree on that there's an ulterior motive, right? I don't care about the legitimacy or the the accuracy of of the labor theory of value or the truthfulness, right? right? But I'm saying uh, by I think example. It's, I think it's by example, your theory is also easily disproven. No. And, <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First, uh, the criticism. Uh, I don't. I don't think I want to put uh, my theory of value under scrutiny. Uh, in this I wouldn't either. If it was that then bad, why did but... you call? Because I'm criticizing the subject of theory of value, not oh, putting right. my theory so of value under scrutiny. You yeah, just yeah. want to criticize us, but we can't criticize you. Well, his is above no, scrutiny. I'm happy, I'm happy if you try to, to criticize, it, forget yeah, it. Yeah, it's falls impossible. Apart. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to put it under scrutiny. It's just I'm, I have limited time, depending on how the mood of Captain. You have limited time. time. <laughs> you're you're right. the wizard. You're my, right. Choose, yeah. You can choose my battles, right? I want I, I want to put my value theory under scrutiny later, but okay. I know that's you're probably, yeah, you're, you're probably calling the wrong show for this, man. Like, first of all, first of all, a part of our mission here, because we're on the radio, we have to be. In addition to you number know, one, entertaining. Yeah, we have to be entertaining. Now we've just sat through. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> fifteen minutes of you babbling on about your your theories of value and and your stance and all that. And I gotta tell you, dude, boring, <laughs> boring. Uh, like um, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. what you're saying doesn't have value I'll or that it's not, it's not valuable up, to me up, up for debate yeah, and yeah, and that it it wouldn't be something that you would enjoy. <laughs> but for radio, dude. Boring. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Don't be boring, man. Like, yeah. you know. So give out the number because I want to know. 603-283-6160. Should I have let him go on or should I just like put the kibosh on it early like I usually do? Cause it's, uh, just hang up on him uh, mid-sentence. That's what I did. I mean, Scooter yeah, number one was a way that, better though. call than Scooter, Scooter number, number one was yeah. a far superior caller to actual Skeeter. Even though he said the same stuff, yeah, right. We yeah. knew it was a parody, and that made for more entertaining radio. Yeah. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Coming up, I have good news. And good no, news, everyone. No, it's not a suppository. <laughs> good news. That's right. And then something about a peacock. That's right, a peacock. Coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday Night Edition. More is on the way. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Let's get it on. Ah, it's uh, Free Talk Live. The oh, you telephone the radio number puke is voice now? the Radio Puke Voice. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, six oh. I can't do that for very long. <laughs> it's just 
Wow. It's like Not nails on a chalkboard. Can you believe that that was like the thing that people looked for in radio people? Hey, if you can do this really well, we want to hire you. We want to give you a job. We want to put you on the air. Woo! Right? Like, oh my God. And I'm really, a- they should be looking for guys that sound like Zeus? They should. Like, that's yeah. really what you're supposed to sound like. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how much cocaine those guys had to do just to keep that gig up? Probably a lot. Right? To get that upbeat energy all the, like through an entire drive time? At like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, no. man. That's, you know, not my gig. That's <laughs> before cold brew I'm, and nitro uh, coffee and bulletproof no, I'm just, coffee. I'm just so glad that like. They just have to drink it black. Oh, I'm gosh. glad that these, the overnight shift. I'm glad that these fads go away. Yeah. You know, it is fun to watch them come and go, though. Mm, yeah, you know, the fads. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to call in the studio, it's myself, the captain, Nikki, and Rich. Rich. Uh, before we go on, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer Dash Direct uh, is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using bitrefill.com, plus many of their gift cards come with a discount. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use. Start by learning more at dash.org. And thank you to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit dash.org to learn about Dash. That's dash.org. All right. So leading up into uh, or coming out of the first segment, I said, as we were going to break, that I have good news. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. And no, it's not a suppository. Um, we talked about this a little bit on Beard Talk Live last night, but it's such good news. I wanted to well tell you guys and also give it a chance to be on terrestrial radio because as most folks know, Beard Talk Live is internet streaming only. Uh, if you're an amplifier, you get Beard Talk Live automatically, and it's also put up on like the SoundCloud site. But if you didn't tune in live, uh, you did not hear this news. This is from the Free Thought Project. Following disastrous war on terror, <coughs> United States veterans try to stop students from joining up. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Like they're counter-protesting the I, military enrollment booth? I I read this, and I had the... I'm like, well, wait, what does that mean? What... Veterans are trying to stop people, kids, school-age kids, from, from joining the military? So, uh, from being preyed upon by I military mean, recruiters? Be, because that's what they do. I remember um, they went to my college and my high school, and they were kind of like, they're like, which one of these kids looks like they're poor and would do anything for a free education? You know, like, they totally, they poach people. It's gross. There, there was one, like, social media post or meme or whatever, mm-hmm. And the guy was saying something to the effect of, well, you can't cancel the student loans because then the military will have no one to recruit with. I mean, or, and I also yeah. don't even think that's true because they're, 
I know of a lot of people who are like very gung ho to go into the military, and you know it's a family thing, right. and they're encouraged by yeah, their brother. We get to kill some mfers. Yeah, well, oh. even like they're encouraged by like their grandparents and yeah. their parents. Like, oh my, you know, my great grandfather yeah. was in World War Two and all this was a crap. Bit, my grandpa was a vet. My brother yeah. was a vet. My yep. great 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 grandfather ten times removed was a veteran. Yeah, and I will say a lot of kids go into it maybe with good intentions. Uh, and they're just misled and maybe, maybe misinformed. That is definitely You know, like, true. oh, I want to, they're, you know, very conservative usually. I, I want to serve my country. Like, they feel like they're doing something really beneficial. The I think propaganda is thick. Yeah, it's, a, a, yeah exactly. It's a predatory organization. Yes. They prey on the young men's uh, testosterone levels and, and energy yes. levels because that's when you have uh, the the highest level of frustration. Right. And so sure. you want to get all that frustrated energy out of you as, as a young man. And they take advantage of that by giving you an outlet that puts you in a morally compromising position. Yeah. And OK, so for me, I, I did well in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. But I did not come from a wealthy family. So sure. the, the realistically, the only reason that I am not a military veteran is because I got a good financial aid package for college. Congratulations. Right. Like I was I was smart enough to go to college. Yeah. You know, regrets now because whatever. Uh, yeah, but I, I would rather regret going to college than regret joining understood. the military. Understood. Right? Yeah. I but think if in I, the grand scheme you made out. Right. But if I couldn't get into college with the financial aid. Sure. Right. I would have used the military to then get into college later. Uh, but I got a good financial aid package. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need your military guys anymore. Yeah. When um, Gulf War One. Uh, struck when it was Desert Shield, right? Because it wasn't a war yet. It right. was just the buildup. Well, we're going to send some troops very close by, and we're going to do some flybys, and we're going to put a bunch of ships in the area. Uh, and okay, now we've got some troops on the ground, but we're just we're going to shield them. We're not going to like actually actively. We're just going to protect them. We're not going to engage offensively, right? And then uh, I was at a Judas Priest and Megadeth concert. Uh, that sounds awesome nice segue yeah Yeah. (laughs) and uh like you know all the lights go down and uh dave mustaine comes out and he's like i just wanted you to know that at 6 15 pacific time we effing bombed iraq wow and then they busted out like all the lights come on and like they busted out peace cells but who's buying yeah and there was a stage rush on the likes of which i have never seen before at a metal show like i think some kids got their ribs crushed and that kind of a thing because of the stage rush and whatever, and like the mosh pit was just off the hook. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, um, I was of draft age. I think this was ninety one, maybe. When that this sounds kicked right. off. Yeah. I I want to say I'm terrible with numbers. So, but it was in that pocket, ninety, ninety one, ninety two, somewhere in there. Uh, but I was still of draft age, and so of course my thoughts turned to that, and I was like, uh, yeah, no. Yep. I am not getting drafted. I got to figure out how to not get drafted. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what kind of physical ailments do I have? Let me take catalog of them yeah. now. You know, what's conscientious objecting? That's when I first learned about that. Right. I'm like, oh, people have gotten out of the draft by this invoking these particular words, you know. So I'm looking at like ways because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to kill people. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just my thought at the process. And I was still a statist at that time. Right. Um, so. I was really glad to hear this news from this particular article. Now, according to the article, across the country, anti-war veterans and their allies are working together in an effort to stop 
the U.S. military from reaching its recruiting goals. We did an article about it on Free Talk Live several weeks ago. I don't know if it was the Sunday show or not, but uh, the, the military is having a hard time. Yeah. Harder time than the normal meeting. It's recruiting and lowering goal. standards galore. Right. Uh, the organization uh, here is called We Are Not Your Soldiers. And if I remember correctly, it's We Are Not Your Soldiers dot org is their website. Wanis. W a n y yeah Wanis yeah. Wanis. That's a good uh, <laughs> good ring to it. You know. We Are Not Your Soldiers is a project of New York City based nonprofit. World can't wait. So they're a sub-organization of a nonprofit organization. The organization sends military veterans into schools to share honest stories of the harm that they have caused and suffered. In doing so, they hope to prevent young people from signing up. I mean, that's amazing. Because there is so much propaganda going on, like targeted towards children, and it's really sad because a lot of those kids, they're not hearing the other side of the story. Like, right. they don't understand the kind of PTSD and, some of these vets are living with. And, and it's no joke. And well, if, missing limbs. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, like, that is no joke. And if your dad or your uncle, or your grandfather, or whomever is a veteran, it's very unlikely that they're going to tell you the chilling and horrific details yeah. of the hell that is war. Yeah, uh, I have a, a family member who was drafted into, like, Korea or Vietnam or something, mm-hmm. and it took them a very long time to be able to even speak about it. Uh, and there was, like, some some crazy stuff that happened. I mean, like, my family thought he was maybe not, like, they didn't know if he was alive or not at one point, and then eventually he came back. But, you know, like, there was a lot of stuff that, I mean... yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty heavy stuff, especially if you're drafted like a lot of those guys that were drafted. I mean, like they're forcing you to do this essentially against your will. Like, obviously, there's ways to get out of it. But then it's like, oh, you're a draft dodger. And then there's all of that, yeah. you know, negative connotation and that goes around with that. there's peer pressure from like and, your family and your friends. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're going to be a draft dodger? You're going to man up yeah, and fight exactly. for your country, son. You know, you're going to be yeah, a, yeah. you know, a wuss or you're going to man up. And right. I mean, that's not necessarily... Even I worse mean, if you're female. Yeah. You don't get drafted yet, but the horror story is just coming out of boot camp. Yeah, like, the, all not the even the enemies. Assaults? Yes. Yeah. Yes, like your own. Your I, own. Your same your team. People, yeah. 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 Supposed is, to be on your team, but it no. is horrific. No. Yeah. Uh, quote I wish I had somebody who told me when I was young, says Miles Megasif who was stationed in Cuba and Okinawa with the U.S. Marine Corps from 1992 to 96. The experiences I've lived, as painful as they are, and as much as I don't like to relive them, are valuable to help future adults not live through those experiences. We wanted to get to the people who are going to be the next recruits, says Deborah Sweet, the executive director of World Can't Wait. When we are not your soldiers launched in 2008, so this organization's been around for a minute. Uh, when they launched in 2008, the experience was often very intense. For the veterans. They were all fresh out of either Afghanistan or Iraq, sweet remembers. It was very raw, and it was very hard. It was really hard for them to go talk to people in public about what had happened, and we learned a lot about PTSD up close and personal and how it was affecting people. Because you can imagine, as these veterans are trying to tell their stories to these 
That's these super kids triggering, yeah. that they're going to get triggered. Maybe they're going to have an episode. Like um, I was roommates with a, a Vietnam vet who had uh, grand mal epilepsy. And like if he were talking about some of the stuff that he did in Vietnam, he would just sort of lose it. Eyes roll back into his head. and It would trigger a seizure. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he got like grazed in the head, you know, and shot yeah. in the chest when he was he was over there. So uh, I can imagine how difficult it is for these. But you know what? This reminds me of it reminds me of uh, the opposite of the old program, Scared Straight. You ever oh, hear yeah. this? I'm familiar with that. What's the op? Okay, so this would be the opposite. Oh, okay. of, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's like it's sort of using the horrors of war to like let kids know that like, hey, you're going to go experience hell. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like, oh, it'll be fine. You'll learn to run some computers and you can get into IT and you'll get some college money. Like, it, no, no, no. You're you're going to be given a gun and you're probably going to be responsible for killing some people. Yep. Right. I mean, that's the cold, hard facts. Right. So this reminds me of like the good version of Scared Straight. Yeah. Right. There's a lot. I don't know if I want to say there's a lot, but there have been stories about counter protesters like this trying yeah. to get on the school and just being banned from the campus yeah or like we're not going to allow you to come tell the truth about this right so hopefully they're you know they're able to either get on the campus or somewhere nearby where they're still making a scene whatever happened to the iraq veterans against the war i thought uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that that organization and this organization should, should get together get together yeah. and work hand in hand or you collaborate know, yeah collaborate because this sounds like a great idea. Uh, over 50 veterans have participated in We Are Not Your Soldiers. Currently, the project relies on a group of nine veterans who receive a stipend of $125 for each visit. Uh, teachers affiliated with World Can't Wait offer curricular support to veterans so they can connect their stories to the class lessons. So the oh, teachers wow. themselves are working with the veterans to, like, you know, sort of yeah. tie nice. in the what the veteran stories are going to be with whatever their curriculum, whatever they're teaching yeah. at that particular time. I mean, I think this is really great because a lot of the times, like, we can, you know, say things that are anti-war, but, you know, oh, whatever, you're a hippie and you don't get it, You've blah, never blah, been blah. there, you can't say anything. Exactly, but right. if you have a vet who's like, hey, you know, I did some really bad stuff, um, some really bad stuff happened to me. Now I have PTSD. Now I'm going through all of this stuff. No one told me this was going to happen. Like, this was not worth it. Right. If you have people like that who are anti-war, that honestly speaks volumes more than anything I can say as some, like, 25-year-old hippie chick. Like, yeah. obviously I'm against war. But when you have, yeah. like, actual people who have served in the military and have lived it, yeah. like, they've seen it firsthand, yeah. you know? Like, I'm not a big fan of veterans or the military in general. Yeah. But it seems to be a good on-ramp into the liberty movement as well. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. Right? Like, there's a lot of disgruntled vets going like, all right, that was a big mistake, and I'm going to go yeah. this direction now, too. So, Yeah, uh, the, the bitter veteran. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one I'm, who... I'm more okay with those than normal vets. Yes, absolutely. Okay. 100%. Uh, and in fact, I would like to see uh, current active military folks acting in more libertarian ways. Yeah, standing up for themselves, standing I mean, up for their, be, their fellow military. That that'd kind be of kind of hard because they, I, absolutely I mean, like would, the vow, or I don't know if they're vows, but like the vows the you oath, take. The yeah, oath. the oath. Yeah, that's yeah. a better word for it. Yeah. The oaths they take. I yeah, mean, they, they essentially actually, have to be like but if they actually mindless. Like, if they actually like, well, okay, but if they like, if they took those oaths 
uh, with some logic and reason mm-hmm. to them, uh, they would be like, oh, wait, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not protecting the homeland. I'm not yeah. you know, serving the people, right? If, if that was true, if they were really upholding their, their oaths, uh, they would invade D.C., yeah. Right. If I mean, like, I'm just saying. And so like I those think January 6th people. I I think that. Yeah. Look how it worked yeah. out for them. <laughs> I I can't. I keep thinking back to I was watching like two different like live streams of that thing going on. Yeah. Because there were so many people streaming stuff, and I just I picked a couple of them, and I'm like, I'll watch this one, and I'll watch this one. I had two different TVs going yeah. on. And, like, the one guy was like, I can't believe this. This is, like, old men with canes that are that are here that are, you know, part of the... And I'm like... And I looked around. I'm like, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of gray-haired guys and, like, biker-looking dudes and, like, grandfatherly type, you know, men and that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, this is weird because usually you see these types of protests and it's the young. Yeah. Right? You look at... I don't They're, know, like, angsty. Yeah. Got the, the energy Occupy for that Wall sort of thing. Occupy Wall Street yeah. and all that kind of crap, right? You know, or, or any of these uh, globalist protests or whatever. It's always the kids yeah. who go out and do them because they get the energy and the time and, yeah. you know... And the parents are like, well, have a nice protest, kids. We'll have some juice boxes <laughs> when you get don't back. Don't throw too many bricks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That it, they leave out for you on the sidewalk. I know. So, yes. Uh, a shout out to... What was the name of this organization? We are not your soldiers. Weenus or Wayness. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else. W- Wanis. 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 Right. We are not That's your close. soldiers. Shout out to those guys for doing great work. Uh, keep it up. If we can help, let us know. 603-283-6160. If you're a part of this organization uh, and you want to talk about what you're doing, what your plans are for the future, give us a call and let us know that too. Yeah. Still an open phone show. You can call in, plug it all you want. Yes, please. Uh, so segue, I don't really have one. Oh, okay. So cold segue. Peacocks. This from smart news. Whatever. No, sorry. Smithsonianmag.com. Can peacock vasectomies save this Florida town? <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> what a great segue. <laughs> Residents. Let's, let's stop kids from murdering other kids in foreign countries. Let's talk about peacocks in Florida. Peacock vasectomies. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. So. Only the hard-hitting, like, really important news here on Free Talk Live. On Sundays. She said hard. <laughs> it, yeah, she did. Uh, <laughs> Q Beavis and Butthead left. <laughs> <laughs> We're like radio hosts or something. <laughs> uh, residents of Pinecrest don't want to kill the colorful birds. But they do want to keep their growing population in check. I assume they mean the birds' growing population, not <laughs> their growing population. <laughs> Depends. Kamala probably, Harris live there? Yeah, probably both, honestly. They do have a nice photo of a... Uh, the peacocks were there first. Fully, uh, what, do you, what do they call it when the... Plumage? The plumage, yeah, the peacock in plume. Yeah. Full plume. It's mating season. <laughs> <laughs> what's the... Uh, what's the Klingon? Oh, Ponfar. Right, the Klingon meeting. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Sorry. You uh, out nerded us. I did. <laughs> also, it's kind of funny that they're calling it a peacock vasectomy because typically, like when you're talking about dogs, it's like, oh, you got them fixed or spayed or neutered. Spayed or neutered. Okay. They're like, oh, a vasectomy. I'm like, can yeah, you really do that to a that's bird? Weird. It's a good it's point. weird uh, language to be using. This is why we have you around, Mickey, it, to give us the medical perspective. You know, and it did make it a little bit more just... spicy, though. You know. Just collect all the peacock eggs, and then you don't have to worry about them getting fertilized. 
Can uh, you eat those? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm sure somebody's <laughs> Can tried. Can get one? I would totally eat a peacock egg. Yeah. On air. Really? On why air, not? yeah. Yeah, why not? All That's right. a good if free you, or talk live episode. If, if you want to send Richie Rich a uh, peacock egg for him to eat live on, on air, let us know. 603-283-6160. Even better, give me a bald eagle egg and label it a oh, peacock man. egg. Oh, man. But label it a peacock egg so, so the it, feds don't know. <laughs> I'll eat a bald eagle egg on air. Right, so since there's bald eagles, are there, freedom are there also eagles with like skullets? I don't know. <laughs> Meagles? You, you know what a skullet is, right? Yeah, like the mullet. It, it's the mullet, but it's the bald guy, but he's yeah. got the long hair in yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, it's a skullet. Yeah, so what's no, that I got skull? it. Yeah. Are there skullet eagles? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I could probably Photoshop that. Yeah. Oh, it might have already been done. Probably. I mean, if you can think of it, it's on the internet, right? Do, do it with Captain Kickass's head, though. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time where uh, uh, I, I was at some sort of a, a theatrical thing. Uh, this girl I was dating was in a, like a community theater kind of thing. And so they had this box of like costume stuff, like sitting next to the stage while they were rehearsing. And I went to go like pick her up. And you rehearsal. started LARPing. Uh, no, actually oh. what I found though was a fake beard, right? Uh, it had the elastic strap that goes around the back of your head. Yep. And I already had my head shaved and everything. And so I just put it on backwards on the back of my head. And so it was a skullet. I did, nice. Yeah. There's a picture of it somewhere. We do, uh, we do have one. We have a skullet? No, we no, have the uh, fake beard. The fake oh, beard. yeah. That's not... Uh, not high enough po- quality poofy enough to, yeah, okay. to, to it's already it. touched Mark's face. Right. You don't want to put it on your yeah. yeah. I if I put it on too. It kind of like yeah. Ugh. It was pretty gross. I wouldn't want to you know turn you know that egoist <laughs> on live radio. I would totally rock the skullet when I start losing my hair. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna be like the long hair ball cap guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That guy. I've seen him before. I wear enough hats as it is that I could pull it off. No one would even notice. Unfortunately, my noggin appears to be um, large, at least for regular hat sizes. Okay. You so, know the- like, if I if I go to, like, any big box store and, like, whatever hats they have on the shelf, okay. I go large or extra large, like, it's it's a tight fit on the old right. noggin. Fair enough. Um, I can get custom ones, of course, or I can get the elastic Adjustable. ones. Well, even the adjustable ones, like a regular-ass ball cap with the plastic... Yeah. Uh, adjustable thing even if you put it on like the last one it's still not wow yeah it's okay yeah, yeah we need a market for ball cap extenders i mean i'm not really that big a fan of okay. hats anyway well so. we can't be the only guy with too yeah. huge of a head to fit a ball cap though there's got to be more than one that's yeah, what i'm for sure uh i'm sure like you know i think proportionately my head doesn't appear to be you know larger than the rest of my body or whatever but um yeah I, I you can rock the, the derby one. and just rest it on top I yeah, what I really wanted to get was like a uh, uh, pork pie. Uh, you know how people get uh, the hair piece. Oh yeah, right. But I don't want that. I want like the mohawk version of the hair piece. Okay. I want to be able to like just put on like a temporary mohawk on my head. Okay. How do, you do that? I, I think Some the glue? only I think the only way you can do that is with like spirit gum, right? Yeah. The, the Halloween costume thing. Okay. We you can know? arrange that absolutely. You know? Double sided tape. Just so I could go to like a punk rock concert or something with like the. Giant, you know, do the body mod and full get the plume. screws like in your head. And oh, you don't just, do like, that. Yeah, no, no. Too far, too far. No, but then you could just like you know snap yeah, on you the can mohawk. Just staple it right into no, your not head. Sta- no, you put you <laughs> mount the screws and you snap on the mohawk. Oh, if you no 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 magnets, <laughs> you, that too magnets. Yeah, if you got the that if you got can't steel be good for your brain. Thing, no, it can't. 
It's not even going to touch your brain. It's like under the dermal part above the skull. He said dermal. <laughs> You're supposed to be the medical person here. Figure this out, Nikki. No, I think People it's do the it. proximity to the brain. I don't know. Proximity to the brain? <laughs> Coming up, we have it's more. a whole skull in the way. We have more to talk about these loud and flashy peafowl and what they've done to this suburb here on Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Hour number two is next. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer Dash Direct is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using bitrefill.com. Plus, many of their gift cards come with a discount. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Free Talk Live. And we're back. Yes, it is Peacock Live. I'm sorry, Free Talk Live. The Sunday night edition. You didn't like that? That was the on-purpose accidental faux pas? Yeah, I know. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Peacocks. Peacock. Peacock. And no, we're not affiliated with NBC in any way, shape, or form. It's weird. There's a, there's a street in Hawaii that I would like commute past on occasion. Is it gone now? I don't know. Okay. Wrong. Different island. Oh, okay. But it was like it had a peacock sign on it because mm-hmm. apparently it was a peacock crossing area. <laughs> like, oh. it just, just had okay. to be aware of the peacocks. Just... Have you, ever, have you ever heard them before? They make the, this terribly obnoxious sound. Okay. My first job was at That's a petting just the zoo. Females. Oh. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but uh, my first job was at a petting zoo, and we had a couple of peacocks. Wow. And yeah, they made really loud, annoying noises. Apparently, loud and flashy peafowl, as this article calls them. Does anyone want to call them peacocks? I, I don't know. It's in print. You can Pea say fowl, it. Peafowl uh, sounds yeah. worse. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It yeah. sounds worse. But it's also spelled P-E-A as in like the vegetable. Yeah, like a pea. Peafowl. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how peacock is. Sure, called. but, okay. you know. Anyway. Loud and flashy peafowl have taken over a suburb of Miami. But with the bird's population growing, residents have been looking for a way to humanely keep their numbers in check. Now the town is pursuing a clever solution. It has hired a veterinarian to perform peacock vasectomies. Vasectomies. Is that a violation of the NAP? Absolutely. Okay. Wouldn't wouldn't they just? I one could argue that the peacocks were violating the NAP before, probably. So self defense. I think yeah, I think they can get aggressive. <laughs> okay. 
If if you perform a vasectomy on a peacock, is it then just a pea? I think so. Then it's, that's what makes them pea fowls. Ah. Yeah, okay. Now it, now it makes sense. Thanks for bringing it all together, Richie Rich. We can count on you to like draw the, the, the hidden lines together. Link it all link it all up to make it make sense. And why is it the male's pro, you know, purpose to get a vasectomy? Why can't they count on the females uh, to go on birth control? Probably easier is my guess. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Just the- stop spreading your legs, pee-file, and we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> I mean, couldn't they just get them to use peacock contraception? <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but you know, isn't there a latex solution around here somewhere? Um, just take all the peacock feathers, and then they can't do the mating dance or whatever. Yeah. They can sell those as like quill pens. The town in question is Pinecrest, an affluent area with around 18,000 residents located south of Miami. Residents suspect the non-native birds began flocking to the suburb after their habitat shrank in nearby Coconut Grove, a Miami neighborhood where developers have been cutting down trees to make room for large houses. In Pinecrest, meanwhile, the birds can still find plenty of places to roost, per the New York Times. Oh, so they don't have to give them a vasectomy. They just have to... Shoo them to a poorer neighborhood. Why is the New York Times reporting on yeah, how a story does it, about exactly. peacock vasectomies in Miami, Florida? Hey, man, I don't ask these questions. I just find the weird stuff and I bring it in. And that you do. You know why? Okay, because the the, the, the rich people in New York are the ones that are going to migrate down to Florida and Miami when they age out. They're going to fly south for the winter? Yeah. Pinecrest locals are conflicted about the birds. They love their colorful feathers and their regal behavior. But at the same time, they don't love that the peafowl poop everywhere. They're peacocking yeah. around. This is everywhere. our numbers two story. There you go. Oh, it all Good works Good thing we're out. doing second. Hell yeah! Uh, sudden, what else can go right? All right. All right. No answer to that one. Right. Quite a bit. Uh, they Just poop everywhere. They peck at vehicles and they scratch on the roofs of houses. They're Sounds l- like geese. Even honestly, there. their loud calls are also a nuisance to residents. Yep, as, that just is a goose. That's described. a colorful goose. They're vocal, very vocal at sunset and sunrise, so they can be dis- a disturbance. Says Don Harris, the veterinarian who will perform said peacock vasectomies. No, well, who's paying for this? The town. The town. So no, it's I guess so. Taxpayer money. Yeah. All right. I guess so. This one dude is going to get rich off the off the taxpayers' money. They poop in people's driveways, sidewalks, and people have complained about slip and fall accidents. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> Off the peacock pee? Poop. Uh, this article is really stepping in it. Yeah. yeah. Still, many Pinecrest residents do not want to kill the birds. Rather, they hope to be able to coexist with them in peace, which is where the peacock vasectomies come in. After you slice their reproductive organs, then we can have peace. Yeah. The community submitted it. It'd be on more of attack. <laughs> I know what you did to me, human. <laughs> right. You thought yeah. it was bad now. Yeah, you thought you were going to tame the population. You've now angered the peafowl. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be war. The community submitted its peafowl mitigation plan to the Miami-Dade County Commission, which approved it in July. Pinecrest plans to spend... A drum roll, please. $7,500 per month Wow! on peacock vasectomies. How many vasectomies is that? I don't know. Is that enough for this one veterinarian, or can he retire off this new peacock fund? Yeah, like, I mean, it's, these are questions. 
while the county commissioner that oversees the town will chip in another $15,000 for medical gear. I don't know if that's per month or just a one-time. Sounds like it's for the equipment. It does. So he's going to outfit his new office with peacock vasectomy tools. Yep. He's getting some gear. Okay. Getting the right, you know, peacock stirrups or whatever. <laughs> well, because I'm assuming the average vet is not going to be able to do this. I mean, it's a specialty. The parts are kind of the same. I gotta assume but... you, you got to put these peacocks out too, right? You oh gotta, yeah, absolutely. I have to put them under anesthesia you know, yeah. of some sort. How do you anesthetize a peacock? A dart, probably some ketamine. Tranquilizers. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's plenty of plenty of tranquilizers in Florida. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, the veterinarian develops a a drug habit. Are the homeless people, people are like, where did all the peacock drugs go? I don't know. Some of these are hard to put down. Meanwhile, they find a stash in his house. I I don't know. I'm just saying things. Start shacking up with the peacocks. The tricky part will be safely and humanely trapping the birds for surgery, since they have dangerous talons and beaks. But if all goes plan, if it all goes to, but if all goes to plan, sniping the vos deferens of even just one male peacock should help keep the entire Pinecrest population at a more manageable level. That's because the birds are bona fide polygamists, as Harris Ooh, tells the New York Times. As most animals are. Very this liber- is how very is, libertarian of them. This is both our <laughs> sexy Sunday and our number two story. Wow! Simultaneously, you knocked this one out of the park. <laughs> Peacock orgy. There you go. <laughs> oh, we did. That was the last week. We didn't do it, but it was the manatee orgy. Or did we do it? Did we do <laughs> I don't think so. Orgy? I don't no. think we oh, did. We didn't get no, to it? Okay. no, we didn't. Yeah, well, I brought it in. Better. It was a manatee orgy, also in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Florida. They learn a lot from the swinger communities down there, all the old old folks. (laughs) Because they got like the nude beaches and whatever, you know. Uh, We're going to catch one peacock and probably stop seven females from reproducing, he says to the publication. It's going to have an exponential benefit. Residents and locals, uh, local officials hope peacock sterilization will be a win-win for the birds and for the humans. Doesn't sound like a win for the birds. No, not at all. Dominant male birds will get to keep their established pecking order and will continue walking around town with their gorgeous plumage. Peacocking around town. Females. Look at me. Females will continue laying eggs. I can still reproduce. <laughs> I love that. I love how, the, oh, the males will continue walking around town and being absolutely gorgeous and the females <laughs> will lay eggs. Uh-huh. After the, so you can get peacock eggs. After the vasectomies, however, the males simply won't be able to fertilize those eggs. Keeping the birds' numbers down. Most people see one peacock and they're like, oh, that's nice. We're talking about large numbers of birds that take up a lot of space and get very aggressive and protective of their nests, says Raquel Regalado. As they should. Mm-hmm. Like home defense is, you know, an interspecies phenomenon. Yeah, when we do it, it's cool. When they do it, apparently it's a nuisance. Yeah. If the vasectomy pilot program proves successful in Pinecrest, that's a, a lot, lot of peas. peas. Yeah. <laughs> picky people pick Peter Pan peanut butter because it's the picky peanut butter that picky people pick. No, that wasn't it. Picky people pick Peter Pan peanut butter because it's the peanut butter picky people pick. There we go. Okay. All right. Yeah. I cool. learned that one a long time ago. We're working on your radio chops there. Yeah. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Sibilance. Anyway. If the vasectomy pilot program proves successful in Pinecrest... He just wanted to read it again, just to show It will likely serve as a model for other nearby communities, since the peafowl problem is not isolated to just one suburb. All right, so if they start doing this to peacocks, 
What animal is next? Probably the people. Well, first they came for the dogs, right? And we they did didn't not stand, stand up, up for, for the them. dogs. Then they came for the cats, and we did not stand up for them. I mean, they're already cats. doing it to people. Okay. They are, yeah. With all the fancy birth control and vasectomies and whatnot. At least, well, know? okay. At least you can make an argument that in that case it's voluntary. It is, yeah. Okay. If they, oh, but if, a lot of the times, you know, like they're putting very young girls on okay. all sorts of birth control and not really, you know, giving them complete informed all consent. Right. Let's have that discussion um, when they open up the first planned peacock hood clinic. <laughs> <laughs> planned peacock. <laughs> Elsewhere in the nation, communities plagued by peacocks have taken other approaches in South Pasadena, California, for example. Officials have decided to remove and relocate the birds to open spaces, farms, and ranches throughout the state. We get complaints about peacocks every week. It's nonstop, says Regalado to the Miami Herald's Douglas Hanks. During mating season, it's our number one issue. Just drop them off in the minority neighborhoods. That's what it's, it sounds like. They're about to put peacocks on buses and send them yeah. to yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Too many migrant peacocks coming in here. <laughs> we must build a fence. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Free Talk Live, what's your name, please? This is Robert in Charleston. Hey, Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. I just wanted you to know that about 55 years ago, um, they Wait, were giving birth The Germans control. had birth control for no. peacocks? No, but okay. the but the, the people of Bronx, New York, uh, their authorities were giving out birth control, food laced with birth control pills to to pigeons in New York City. There was a there's a park near the corner of Fordham Road and Jerome Avenue. Actually, it's the northwest corner. Uh-huh. There's a fairly large park there, and and my grandmother pointed out to me the lady who was giving out the the food to the pigeons every day so that they would be so that they would be birth controlled. Birth control pigeon pills or food food laced with birth yeah. control for I wonder, the pigeons. Exactly. So did that actually work? Uh, I think it did. I, yeah. I think the number of pigeons I mean, was went down slowly but surely. Yes. I mean they're doing this. They're doing the same thing with mosquitoes to try to like prevent birth malaria. control. Well, they're they're breeding uh, sterile mosquitoes and oh. then sending them out yeah. to breed with. You know, female oh, mosquitoes. Oh, to kind of, and then you know, because they're sterile, they're they're mating but not breeding, and okay. therefore not spreading yeah. malaria. I like that better than spraying poison everywhere. I don't like. Yes, it's better. And the, there's a, there's a company in Great Britain that that does that, and he and they were the ones who were working with the Brazilians because of the Zika problem down there. I don't like mankind interfering with nature on that level. Like I'm, I'm not saying that like it's it's not necessary. Like some of this stuff might very well be necessary, and you know, uh, but I I just don't I don't know, man. I feel like mankind interferes way too much already with most of nature, and instead of trying to control it and dictate what nature does, mankind should instead focus on living harmoniously with it because nature will balance itself out over time. Yes, yes. But right now, New York is also being overrun with rats. And nature's not. That well, well, they right. should pick up their trash. Well, is I mean, the enough about the, enough about their politicians. Let's talk about the rodents. Okay. Well, okay. So again, back back to Hawaii really quickly. I'm, I don't say this with much we're traveling. All we're Miami. Well, we're yeah, in New York. Okay. We're with, in Hawaii with not much authority because this was you know the stories that were passed down. Right. So the you know the white people brought over the rat problem to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Right. And in order to curb the rat problem, some politician decided, you know what we need, like a rat predator. So they brought over the mongoose, 
Well, oh gosh, how'd well, that go? Not well, because no. like mongoose are nocturnal, and so they just bred at night, and now there's rats and mongoose all over the place. <laughs> Good. Now you have uh, two Ooh. vermin, and then right, eventually, yeah. eventually they breed with each other, and you get mongats. Maybe oh, I, I don't think that. that. I hate well, when that happens. They got to be awake at the same time. Island that's of part Dr. of the problem. Moreau. Yeah. Wouldn't oh. they just use cats? Wouldn't that be like the normal solution? Yeah, I don't know. They well, they tried mongoose and failed. So yeah. yeah. Robert. Well. Yes, I just wanted to say two things. One, it's very, very important and very good that we had that solution in South America. God only knows how many babies would have been born with, with grapefruit-sized heads. It would have been a disaster if it had not been for technology. You mean like mine? Uh, no. <laughs> the hat extender. <laughs> yeah, if you ever need a hat stretch, let me know. The no, next, the next product really branded with Captain Kickass's logo. I mean, I mean, really severe cases. These kids were really, really in bad shape. And, and, and the other thing is, there's an old Japanese saying, and it says, don't call in the leopard to chase out the dog. And, and the Japanese have already thought about that, that, that particular problem. And yes, there are better, you always, we should always think about the best solution and use that solution when we have the technology for it. I talked to our mayor here in Charleston, and I suggested the same technology that's used in South America by the British. And he said to me, it's too expensive for us. I said to him, no, it's not. We earn a lot of money here in Charleston. We're the most visited city in america we get eight million tourists a year and you're telling me that we don't have the money for it well good on him for not spending more taxpayer funds to fund your pet project robert well it wouldn't be taxpayers money we we get that money from the tourists we have a we have a tremendous eight million tourists can you imagine that the most visited city in america little charleston we have money how is the tourists okay help me understand this then if it's from tourism how is that money getting into the hands of the government Mostly by hotel room renting when they're here. And so that hotel room rental has a line item that says tax? Yes, yes, there's an extra okay. tax on that. And, and, and they So pay, it's not they local pay. taxpayers, it's foreign taxpayers. Yes, yes. So exactly. it's still taxpayers. Yeah, some from Japan, some That's from Germany. Case. God only knows where they will come from. So good on, good on your, uh, your mayor for not using foreign taxpayer funds to fund your pet project, Robert. Those taxpayers gladly come here and spend that money. They're looking for vacation, and they're ready, willing, and able to spend at a good time. I don't think they designate that funds to your pet project, though. No, but on the other hand, I'm sure they would be for the betterment of humanity. In other words, the elimination of bugs by things that are not ah. dangerous to human beings. But they want you to eat the bugs, not eliminate them. Well, then if well, it's for the betterment I, I, of humanity, Robert, I, I hope next time you call, you will have started a nonprofit charity to fund this project of yours. And collect all those donations voluntarily. We can't eat poisoned bugs. They would poison us if we ate. They, if they got had poison in their systems and we ate them massively, we'd be ingesting the Why poison. Why are we eating them? Because they want us normally, to. Normally we're not. He's but addressing we, but, but Captain's concern. Someone just suggested that we eat bugs, which we could yeah. do. But we can't eat them if they're half poisoned because we'll be poisoned if we do that. You see? You will eat the bugs and you will like it. Yes, yes, yes. Ganz genau. Ganz genau. <laughs> See, they're already doing it in Germany. Well, German, Germans, right. are, Germans think about these things. You know, we're, we're very, very technically oriented and we're not too emotional. Yeah, we would, we would, we would eat bugs if we had to, and no problem. Uh, but, you know, we, 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 vegetarian kinds of things can be done by eating tofu mixed with beans, for example, beans and rice, for example, uh, beans and grains. That's, that's, that's a good combination because you, get, you, have, you need nine essential uh, amino acids. Yeah, that's survival one food 101, beans and rice. Hey, uh, Robert, have you been to Argentina? 
No, but my, my, my great, one of my great uncles lived his whole life there, and my grandfather lived there for three years, and I have other relatives from the other side of my family, from the Italian side of my family down there as well. Okay. I, I have one more question. Are you uh, listening to the show, or do you just like call in without listening to the show? I, I listen to it, and I call in occasionally, yes. Okay. Are you listening to tonight's show? Like, after we hang yes, up, will you be right? listening? Because there's a story that I think you might want to hear that we're going to cover here in a little bit. The Germans. It has something to do with the Germans. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, 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 I am. I, I, I think we have, a, we have a great future with the Germans because we, we need technology and we have to preserve our societies, and I think the Germans could pr- 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 help. They're, they're a good pillar. They're good people who you can depend upon. They're yeah. honest. They're upstanding. They, they work hard. I mean, what more could we ask for, you know? Fireproof wooden doors. <laughs> yeah, that is something more we could ask for. Robert, thank you for the call. <laughs> 603-283-6160. I thought I was the comedian here, but you're just like one up at me tonight, man. It's, it's fine. Like I'm, I welcome it. Oh man. What else can go right? A lot. Yeah. 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 How's What's so? the next thing that's going to go right? I'm not a fortune teller. That's Captain. I'm not that either. You've already admitted to having a crystal ball. I you're do have absolute, I have several. Right, so you're absolutely but the they don't tell to, the future. Oh, okay. You just they're just pretty. Nikki, oh. <laughs> the co-host with the biggest balls, crystal balls. That crystal is. Balls. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't even have to. That's hide my them claim in the to fame. <laughs> yeah. 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 Does uh, does Mister Sunshine get jealous of your balls? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Calling him Mister Sunshine is gonna. Yeah. Them's fighting words. Nah, he likes that. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Fortunately for me, he's not an earshot. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be another shot coming in this direction. <laughs> he is a well-armed man. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> uh, I, so, uh, I, I guess we'll just segue into this. Without, yeah, you yeah. Know, cold segue. Well. Uh, this from Vice News. <laughs> this is a hard one to read without laughing. Fast food restaurant sparks outrage with Anne Frank Burger and Hitler fries. Wow. It's the Germans. Both sides of it. Can you really have the burger I mean, and the fries in the same room at the same time? Though? I mean, that just feels like very well balanced to me, you know? Uh, <laughs> no? Is, I, it, is it a flame broiled burger? Oh, jeez. I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I just said it. Well, <laughs> right, is it a, do they make it on a grill or is it in an oven? Is it a, yeah. <laughs> the... Anyways. The eatery. And Frank Pizza. The eatery in Argentina. So I don't get 900 like, degrees. I don't get the tie-in with the, the hamburger, right? Like, I, I know the Anne Frank story, or at least, you know. It's provocative it. is what it is. Okay, but like. How, do you, going. How, do, how does somebody go, you know, I like, really like to rename this burger. What should I rename it? You know, and they're going to go, the Anne Frank burger? Like, how? who even <laughs> thinks of that? Our producer's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> this is like the most normal story we've had all night. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the eatery in Argentina offered the Adolf cheese and bacon-covered french fries as a side to their Anne Frank hamburger. Yeah. And it's in Argentina. Where what all is the, the chain? Did it say the... Don't cry for me, Argentina. Well, it's like where all the Nazis ran off to, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. There's your tie-in right there. A fast food restaurant has proved... Piss off all the 
uh, what the generations, sons and daughters of the regime, oh, the yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, the extra S. Yeah. <laughs> A fast food restaurant has proved tasteless after allowing customers to add the Adolf cheese and bacon-covered French fries as a side to their Anne Frank hamburger in Argentina. We'll talk more about this local eatery and what's going on and how they chose to name their dishes these very curious things. Coming up, plus more of your calls and thoughts. It's Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Yes, we have returned triumphantly, or otherwise. It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you would like to join us, is 603-283-6160. We'll get the we're offended calls tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Right. 603-283-6160, uh, if you would like to call in. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. We've been talking about this story from Vice about uh, a fast food restaurant in, in Argentina. Argentina. They have something called uh, the Anne Frank Burger and Hitler Fries. <laughs> the name Gold is Cola. <laughs> a fast food restaurant, just as a recap, fast food restaurant has proved tasteless after allowing customers to add... The Adolf cheese and bacon-covered French fries as a side to their Anne Frank hamburger in Argentina. How much is that combo? Like fourteen eighty-eight or something? Yeah. Do, and do they call it like, you know, do they call it the meal deal? You yeah. know, like, I don't know. Honky donkey. <laughs> <laughs> a local, what? That's what it's called. Honky donkey. Well, it's all a, right. It's like it's like a white guy on a on a uh, what's the name of the this sounds burrow? like okay. it's burrow, um, yeah, okay. yeah, white guy on a burrow. honky donkey in Argentina. This sounds like it's you know in Alabama or something. Maybe it's an albino oh, burrow. I mean, Alabama's probably got their own version of the <laughs> Anne Frank burger and Hitler but fries. They, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's an albino burrow. Okay, the honky donkey. All right. 
A honky donkey, a local eatery in the small town of Rafaela in the Santa Fe province, offered their the two options on their menu, along with others. Oh, I gotta see this. Oh, good. There's others. Named after Mongolian Kagan Genghis Khan, Jeez. Chinese Communist Revolutionary Mao Zedong, and World War II area Italian fascist leader and Hitler ally Benito Mussolini. That's got to be the pasta. Yeah, the Mussolini. <laughs> uh, yeah, something. Let's let's find out. Can I get the Mussolini and cheese? Oh, it's all in. It, it sounds it, good, really good, actually. It's in New England. It's the lobster, Mussolini, yeah. and cheese. <laughs> Let's see. They have a picture here, but it's all not in English, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to decipher. Uh, Is it in German? Because we might Genghis have to translate it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you can find that. It's apparently on Twitter. Uh, or under Pag- or Yeah, Pagina12, at Pagina12, P-A-G-I-N-A, if you want to see it. Uh, we'll share this link, of course, to our social media uh, after the show's over. Uh, what a great way to get banned again. <laughs> public outrage began after the <laughs> Rafaela Jewish Community Facebook page <laughs> posted on August 1st to express its most heartfelt disapproval and indignation. Of course, it would be that group complaining again. Of the menu, asking that... Honky Donkey, remove items related <laughs> to the Holocaust. I'm sorry. What do they expect from this establishment? How offended do you have to be to go after a Honky Donkey? <laughs> and their Adolf, Gengliss, Benito, and Mao menu. They got Anne Frank on there. They got representation. What's their problem? <laughs> they asked that Honky Donkey remove items related to the Holocaust, specifically those referencing Hitler, Mussolini, and Anne Frank. Okay. Oh, so they yeah. don't like Anne either. They're anti-Semitic. Sounds like it. Ariel Rosenthal, a representative for the Rafaela Jewish community, told local media that they first learned of the disturbing marketing campaign in March and that they spoke with the owners who said they would remove the menu choices, but then they didn't. Nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I just want to know, of capitalist like, establishment. what was their angle <laughs> okay, Karen. with this? Like Exactly this, to get people to yeah. talk about it, get news. I mean, this is why a, yeah. an establishment does stuff like this. It's like Honky Donkey was getting no business before. This is, interna- this is international yeah. radio about a small one-off Argentina restaurant yeah. called Honky Donkey. Well, right. and this is on Vice, too. I yeah. mean, Vice right. is... Pretty Even bigger than we are, yeah. you know? Right. This is, um, I don't know if this qualifies, but this is uh, what I like to call desperation marketing. Okay. Yeah. Right? It's when uh, you don't really have a creative team. You can afford to hire somebody to do like actual marketing or market research, that type of thing. So you come up with a publicity stunt. And that's what this is. Okay. It's a publicity stunt. It's a rather effective one. We're talking about it, and we're in yeah. freaking Keene, New Hampshire. How come know? our cheeseburgers aren't selling? Well, because you're just calling it a cheeseburger. Yeah, boring. Boring. Why are they always burnt? <laughs> uh, so they didn't change the name after they were asked, or names after they were asked to. Uh, we do not understand the delay in doing so, said Rosenthal. We deeply regret this incident and hope the matter will be reflected upon. Yep, reflected we, and rejected. We're reflecting now. Soon after, Honky Donkey apologized for the menus in their Instagram story, according to screenshots posted by local media, and announced that they would rename the items after Defenders of Peace and Human Rights. That's better. Like Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, the Dalai Lama, Barack Obama. No, uh, I reject that one. Teresa de Calcutta, Carlos Mujica, Nason Mandela, uh... 
Gorbachev. Get, to, get out of here. Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah, get out of here. Who is that? The Russian guy. He's former no, leader yeah. of Russia. Yeah. Statists don't belong on this list. Yeah. I get. I like Russians, just not leaders. Gandhi is, Gandhi is fine. Martin Luther King's fine. The Dalai Lama, fine. Mother yeah. Teresa, fine. But Barack Obama and Mikhail no. Gorbachev, <clears throat> boo. His. The Dalai Lama's going to be on the kids' menu. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yikes. Nine year olds, dude. Yeah. Nine year olds. <laughs> oh, my God. Argentina has a sordid history with Nazi Germany, where many former members of the Third Reich fled after their defeat. Allegedly. It's alleged that members of the Argentine government actively facilitated escape routes for some of the ex-Nazi officials, who would either stay in Argentina or fan out to other countries in the Americas, most significantly neighbors like Paraguay and Brazil. Infamous Nazis like Joseph uh, Mengels. That's the guy. Uh, Roshman and Eichmann reportedly traveled through the country or lived at least some period of their remaining days in Argentina. Nazi ideology remained a simmering undercurrent in some areas of South America and has gained popularity in recent years, especially among the region's far-right movement. And in the Ukraine. Let's just not forget about that. Yeah. In November 2022, a school shooting committed by a former student wearing Nazi imagery in Brazil, caused four deaths and a dozen wounded. Less than three months later, another Brazilian teenager attacked a school with homemade bombs and dynamite while wearing a swastika. There are also that's just bad tactics. If you're going to do bad stuff like that, like where are the insignia of your enemies? I mean, maybe that's what they were doing. Oh, no, you don't know. Leftist false flag. Maybe. All right. Proceed. I mean, either way, it's just. In poor taste to do violent things. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a leftist. I don't care if you're a Nazi. Yeah, just uh, don't hit people. Don't take their stuff. Well, pick your targets because I don't want to say it's in poor taste to like. Well, not always. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if the building's empty and somebody decides to like, you know, take the building down. I'm okay with that. See, I don't really want to kill politicians. Even... Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, I'm not really about that. Oh. I mean. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do any of this crap. Okay. I mean, right? But like, you know, know, if somebody out there, you know, figured out how to take a building down without harming anybody uh, as their form of, you know, protest or, or whatever. Right. I mean, to me, that's not violence. That is property destruction. It is a violation of the NAP. But if it's. If it's in self-defense, eh, you know, I mean, it, it that's, depends. That's my thing. Has this person been targeted by the government? You know, has this person, uh, you know, paid a whole bunch of money to the government without giving consent? You know, has this person been put in jail by government authorities? Isn't for, that everybody you know? in some form or fashion? These are the good questions that I people mean, should ask themselves. We can't continuously praise uh, the killed dozer. Right, and then say, like, well, property damage shouldn't be I a mean, thing. That yeah. wasn't even government buildings. That was, like, private buildings yeah. of of government officials. But I think weren't those the people that were kind of giving him yeah, yes. a hard he, he time? Had a, so, he had a list of the, of the people who had wronged yeah, it him. Seemed, yeah, it was pretty, And you are, you, are you saying that most people are not in some way wronged by their local government and government officials on a daily basis? Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, not only local, but federal. So pick your targets. Yeah. There also continues to be a sort of Nazi glorification by some subjects of the population in countries across Latin America. 
In 2021, a Colombian police academy held a state-sponsored so-called cultural exchange event dressed up as Nazis with one impersonating Adolf Hitler. A Mexican couple had a Nazi-themed wedding last year. A Mexican couple had a Nazi-themed wedding last year, citing Hitler's veganism as their inspiration. What? His veganism is your inspiration? I'll I'll read that again, because apparently Nikki didn't hear A Mexican couple had a Nazi-themed wedding last year, citing Hitler's veganism as an inspiration. In May, police in Peru seized 50 bricks of swastika-branded cocaine (laughs) en route to Europe, um, some of which was stamped in capital letters with the word Hitler in all caps. All right. Can you imagine like- It almost seems like some sort of like false flag thing. You know what I mean? Because people can't actually be doing this in all seriousness. Can you imagine you're like- I don't know why they would do it. You're swimming on a beach in the coast of Florida and, you know- up, Donald Trump. Up, up washes a, a bale of something. You're like, what is this? Oh, Nazi it looks cocaine. Like, it looks like a bale of cocaine. Look, it's got swastikas on it. It says Hitler. Some mayor it's in like some so Florida strange. town pulled up some cocaine, and they originally like didn't want to report that it was her that fished it out of the water. Yeah. So. Uh, I just have to laugh at the honky donkey. So, so here, here's the unfortunate thing uh, about like the Nazism and the swastika. All right. Right? Is it... It is... On the rise, other than all the death and destruction that's on. Well, okay. no, like modern day, right? It, it's it's yeah. on the rise as symbolism generally used by the alt right. Yeah, right. yeah, like the white supremacist types right. are kind of taking it over. Well, what's the difference but, between the alt right and the far right? Uh, good question. Okay. I don't know. Me neither. Okay, I mean, far right's probably like your neocons, politicals, and these are these are like the avowed racists. Uh, but point being. Right, the the rise of Donald Trump uh, made it somewhat okay to be vocal about those beliefs. So now they've become mm-hmm. more brazen about their expression, right? And those symbols have seen a resurgence. Yeah, and it's not being put down or discredited as much as it ought. Okay, that's it. That's why you're seeing more of it. The because honey... it's more okay than it used to be donkey i yeah i i don't know but like this restaurant obviously publicity stunt uh but hilarious publicity stunt. good for them yeah you know i I guess pretty hilarious uh let's go to the phones and the fun we've got sarah in new mexico sarah you're on free talk live yes i just want to say that um i love our um um free bus rides I really who's I free really bus like rides it. taxpayer paid bus rides yeah so I think we're one of the there's five other cities doing it Washington DC and we um, got on it and there's a um, couple other ones and you know I I just it just it makes my life so much easier it's about the money that I save is that I have to like scramble around for the change do I have enough for two dollars you know Sometimes I don't have exact change. It's interesting and that you talk about that passes. because, uh, well, yeah, and they do. And I, I lived in the Seattle, Washington area for a long period of time, 22 years. And I did use public transportation from time to time because a big city, uh, you can't always afford to park. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, if you worked for an employer that was in the downtown area, the employer would pay for your bus pass rather than pay for you to park or something because it was cheaper. 
Sure. Less expensive. Um, the problem that I have, and, and I'm glad you point this out, mm-hmm. Sarah, with the, 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 the paying thing, is that uh, these bus services in these cities are funded by, well, tax money. Subsidized. They're subsidized by yeah. tax money or like the lottery or, or whatever. It, it's, it's paid for in some other way. And so then they also want to charge you on top of that which you've already paid for? This is nonsense to me. All of these public, huh. public bus services should be free for everybody to ride. The reason they're not is so that they, right. can, they can kick off those that they don't want riding for free. Because what happens is the huh. homeless and the drug addicts and the people with nowhere else to go will perpetually ride on these things, particularly overnight when they're free, especially during inclement weather, rain, snow, stuff like that. And uh, uh-huh. they will, you know, they will defecate. They will do all sorts of fun things in the buses that, you know, most people who are using them, uh, you know, for transportation would otherwise object to. Oh, just put bathrooms on the buses. Long distance buses have bathrooms. Yeah, well, uh, I did see in the Seattle, Washington area, uh, what I like to call the bus police. Okay. Right. These are, uh, for all intents and purposes, the exact same uniform as Seattle police. Exact same uniform, mm-hmm. same radio. They got the Seattle Police Department, you know, badge on their one arm. They they got the radio on with the little clip on thing. Everything about them, they've got the same utility belt that the cops wear. They just don't have a gun. They got the billy club. They got the spray. They got the handcuffs. They just don't have the gun. And these are uh, people who are trying to become cops. So these are junior cadets. Okay. And so their first assignment is to go harass people riding the bus. And go around checking for your papers. Papers, please. Sounds papers, honorable. please. They'll scan your bus pass because your bus pass has a barcode on it or whatever. Uh, or if you paid with cash, they'll ask to see your transfer and make sure that it's legit. And if you don't have one, they kick you off. All right. Now, why would you right. kick anybody off of a, a thing that's already been paid for and that by all rights should be free? Well, you know what? Um only only five of the cities in America are doing it, and for that reason, they think that all the riffraff are going to go on. But the with me out in Albuquerque, all the riffraff were riding the bus when we were paying $2. To me, it never made much difference one way or the other, mm-hmm. except that they want to hire more security officers. I guess it, it more people do um, get off, but... But they kick everybody off at the end of the line. So that's when the bus drivers get um, rocks thrown at them because they're like, it's the end of the line, get off the bus in the wintertime, and you'll get back. And they've actually thrown rocks at people. Sure. I mean, the bus So people taking advantage be... of a free service are still getting well, violent against the service it was, provider. Um, it, it, it was pay. You, you still had to pay. But um, so, but the convenience is that um, with me is that sometimes I paid for my bus pass and I lost it, and I lost my bus fare money. I walked out of the house with no bus fare money. I forgot. I had to go. I couldn't go back. You know. And then I had a honored a discount um, handicap bus pass. I lost that, and you know I have lost so many things to get on the stupid bus. It just turned into a real effort. To ride the bus. Well, at least we agree so the bus is the, stupid. Huh? I mean, part of that's some personal responsibility. It right? is. Like, yeah, but I leave get, the house, and if I forgot something, be, yeah, well, don't be forgetful, right? Why Why is the burden of your forgetfulness shifted on society? Well, I, I don't know. Everybody 
everybody just gets to buy for free. But another thing is that um, I've had more, seen more fights breaking up with the argument with the homeless people trying to get on with 50 cents and they're paneling all the writers to get make the other 50 cents. It was more of a, a hassle. Okay. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the other element that causes uh, more um, violence. So, you know, somebody is really desperate and they really got to go to the social worker. They really got to go to the hospital and they don't have money. You know, scrambling around for a bus fare is another problem. So I, I'm just, um, you know, advocating for, I just want everybody to have a, a free bus rider system, yeah. except that it, they should, I like those security people. So so too. much like At I told Robert them. on his last call, right, let's, Let's get you, Sarah, to start a free bus ride service. Yeah. Funded by voluntary donations. If it's a, such a great idea, you'll have thousands upon thousands of people in the New Mexico area re- willing and able to fund it voluntarily so that the poor, the destitute, the downtrodden, the homeless can always get a ride. You know what? You and Ian sounds completely ridiculous. Voluntarily, with what money? People are getting poorer and poorer and poorer. Yeah, because well, they're, they're being fun. taxed to death. That's why. They're funding it now. Yeah. I mean, it's like so a lot of people, 30% of their paycheck goes to taxes. More than that. For sometimes, yeah. That's so just the withholding. Yeah. So low income people that are actually working and not just accepting government handouts essentially for free, the people that are actually out there working are getting a third of their paycheck sometimes yep. stolen from them just so people can but ride I mean, the bus for free because- and can, you know, like that just doesn't seem fair to me. So yeah, people are broke because they're being stolen from, you know, and the money's yeah, being inflated, you know, it's because- it's not worth a thing. They can't even okay, afford food. Be- okay, it's true what you were saying. They're being taxed, but are you going to stop that? Do you think if, how are you going to stop them from ta- paying tax so that they don't have money to voluntarily fund everything like you guys claim with m- money? Well, hopefully they just stop paying. People are poorer and poorer. Like, I, I want to see a tax revolt. Like a grassroots, we're just not going to pay you anymore. Yep. That'd be great. That would be ideal, right? Yep. And the way to do that, of course, is to just check out of the, the U.S. dollar as much yeah. as humanly possible. Start using alternative currencies like goldbacks and cryptocurrency yeah. and that kind of thing as much as you can. I mean, there are a lot of underlying issues that are causing, you know, a lot of this poverty that we're seeing and a lot of people like the homelessness. There's a lot of underlying issues that aren't actually being addressed. And I think throwing more tax money at it is honestly making it worse. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of and a lot of the people that are becoming dependent on the state through welfare programs and stuff like that and disability. It's actually doing them a major disservice. Because a lot of those programs won't let you have more than a certain amount of money in your bank account. Right. So how are you ever going to get out of poverty if the state is like, I'm giving you this essentially free money, but you're not allowed to have more than three grand in your bank account? You know, like stuff like that. I mean, that is just keeping the poor down. So, Sarah, when you say that you want everybody in in wherever you're at, Albuquerque, I think, uh, you want everybody in Albuquerque to be able to have a free bus ride. When you say that, what you're essentially saying is that you want the government of Albuquerque and New Mexico vicariously to tax people more in order to pay for all of those free rides instead of figuring out a way for it to be provided voluntarily. I can't remember if it's Walter Williams or Thomas Solwell 
Go ahead, Sarah. Well, the whole thing is that I don't feel any different. What more taxes are paying, more paying, more taxes you claim. I mean, the people are paying the same amount of taxes no matter what. It's like saying that the advertisement on the buses and the bus stop is supposed to help make us more money. And all I've seen was cut bus routes, no bus yeah, drivers, yeah, no because, mechanics. Because when, when these politicians tax people, the first thing they do is take a hefty chunk off of the top right. for them and all their friends. And then whatever's left over goes to actually pay to service the buses. That's the point I was getting at. I, I don't remember who had the quote, but it's basically you know, the, you, the, the leftists or whomever right, always claim that there's no money to do it voluntarily but claim that there would be plenty of money to not just do it through the government, but to pay the bureaucracy on top of that to operate it, right? Like it costs more to do it with government bureaucracy than it would be voluntarily. Well, all all I know is that the counselors that passed for the advertisement, they got paid for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They said, hey, you let us put the advertisement, we'll break you off of whoever the business were at that time. So they're enriching themselves. So they could wrap everything up in the advertisement. And you know what? The whole public has to look at those things day after day, year after year, advertisement and their ugly sales, people's faces everywhere all the time. And it's. Yeah. Just because they got paid. So the, the town the enriches themselves at, off of the taxpayer money to run the bureaucracy. No, they're, well, yes, they're enriching themselves at your expense, Sarah. Yeah, but you know what? I beat up the advertisement today. You so beat up an advertisement? The advertisement didn't well, stand a chance. Well, there's bus shelters with the advertisement. I decided I'm going to go out and beat them all up you know, <laughs> when I can. You mean like rip them down and... Kick them or pound them or something, or if I get a stick, go out there at one o'clock in the morning. I'll make my statement to let them know I'm tired of looking at her to do the peacock Sarah in New Mexico, the advertisement vigilante is on the prowl. Thanks okay, for the call, you. Sarah. 603-283-6160. Do you support Sarah beating up advertisements on buses? Give us a call. Let us know. Our number three of Free Talk Live is coming up. The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keene. That's move.freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. And we're, we're back. back. And 
slacking on the end there, Richard. I didn't quite get an inhale. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you owe us an end. And. All right. Very good. All right. Yeah. You know, you've we'll got take a, it. Thank you. Got you. A, you got a real face for radio there, Thank pal. You. Appreciate it. <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. More of your calls are on the way. And we've got more content for you, of course. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Before we go on, Free Talk list, Live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. As you already know, Ian Freeman, this show's founder, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes, and he's facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day as to if the jury was mistaken, but that won't get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he has helped you or helped the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. Also, saying things about yourself that give your opinion weight with government would be helpful, such as perhaps you held office, perhaps you've worked for the government in some way, perhaps you're a former military. Stuff like this would be something to mention. Ian is a selfish man, a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is the right thing. It would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison at all. We do need these letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get to write that whole address down, that's okay. The info you need can be found at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. Thank you in advance. All right. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. But uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gents and, and, and Miss Nikki. You should say who you are for uh, people who aren't familiar. Oh, this this, this would be uh, Major Payne. Oh, I thought you were going to go further with it, but that's okay. It's Major Payne, everybody. Well, I, guess, I, I can toot my own heart, but what the hell. I don't want somebody trying to unskeeter me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose your notes? Yeah, yeah, I always lose my notes, dude. That's why I'm so full of it. Turn it into a verb. You got skated on Free Talk Live. Skeetered. Skeetered? Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, you guys are talking about the, the uh, peafowl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just another name for the peahen. But I guess it could be what you step in could be the peafowl. Well, no, a fowl is obviously, you know, referring to birds, right? Birds are, are right. called fowl, right? And, and so the yeah, there's, peafowl. There's a, there's a peacock. There's right. a peacock and there's a peahen. Right. And I think both of them together equal peafowl. But when you talk about them separately, then they become peacock and peahen. Oh, all right. I heard definition. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. All Does right. It... So I got a couple of uh, kind of funny bear stories. Like I feel well, like I'm other birds just have like the name of the bird. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no male or female no. for ostrich or sparrow. But there is for uh, chicken. Chick- chicken and rooster. Okay. You know, there's hens and roosters, but right. they're t- you know, together. They're chickens. Well, there you go. Right. So together, they would be peacock. What's the plural of peacock? Peacocks. Anyway, major something about bears. Why the yeah, long? Why yeah, the long pause? Well, because you guys were jammering on, and I never know when you're gonna. Hush. You're like no, because it's about bears. Big pause. Get yeah, it? well, it, 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 they're they're putting no. bears in jail in California. Wait, what? Isn't that yeah, just a zoo? A, 
there there was there was a bear. They nicknamed him uh, Benny the Bear or Big Ben or some damn thing like that. Yogi. And he appeared uh, up around Lake Tahoe a couple years ago. Yeah. And he decided it was a lot easier than hunting for his own food to bust into cabins. Sure. And you got a lot of weekend people up there and whatnot, and they're not smart enough to clean their own grills and, you know, put some properly in the garbage. I mean, for a bear, though, for a bear, though, that is hunting for his own food, right? As far as the bear is concerned, that is part of his. He's like, I'm hungry. I got to go find some food. I know where to find it. And yeah. oh, look, I don't find any easily killable animals around. And oh, there's a, you know, a cabin over here. I'll just break into that because I smell something good. They've already roasted the chicken. Well, that's that's because of the new environment that we've provided them. But anyway, yeah. it turns out this year, old Big Ben showed up with two cubs. She was a sow. So they, uh, they trapped her, probably darted her, and they shipped her off. For, to Never Never Land in Colorado, or she's going to live out the rest of her days on some uh, wildlife preserve or something. Yeah. And then the two cubs have been sent to a uh, re-education camp <laughs> somewhere in southern Florida, southern California. Public there, schools. Yeah. You know what bear story we did not cover on the Sunday edition? Hmm. The the Chinese human bear at the zoo. That's the other oh. one. I okay. Bring up. Oh. Yeah. Go oh, for it. Hang on. Go for it. Major's Major's got it for yeah, us. Yeah. No. Go so ahead, Major. Tell us. It's a very odd-looking bear. It's called a sun bear, and uh, evidently it has a very sparse amount of hair. But anyway, the uh, the the Chinese who go to the zoo started complaining that there was a dude in a bear suit at right? the zoo because evidently this thing looks so unlike a bear when it's standing on its hind feet, and probably one of his trainers had, uh, or you know keepers had taught it to wave. So it would stand there on its hind feet and wave at people, and it would pass for a dude in a bear suit. Is this Sasquatch? And its legs were short like human legs, and its back is kind of saggy when it stands up, so it looks like a droopy costume. Is this Sasquatch? No, it's a bear, dude. It's called a sun bear. I'm sure you can find it on your magic rectangle. It's the goofiest looking of the bear species. It does look rather... Nikki's showing it to me right now. Magic rectangle at work. It is a rather goofy-looking creature. Yeah, it does kind of look like somebody's got a bad costume on with, like, a bear head over the top. Right. Like, with maybe a cutout for the eyes somewhere, the way it's standing. Well, someone really did that recently. They spent, like, you know, thousands of dollars on this... Um, dog oh, costume yes, in Japan. Uh, Lassie? What what kind of dog is that? Border uh, Collie? Border Collie. Yeah, yeah. yeah Border Collie uh, costume. $15,000 to be a it fur. Looks, fur. It looks pretty... Uh, I, I'm not going to say believable. It looks good. It looks, yeah. it, if you were really far away from a distance, it would and pass. weren't wearing your glasses or anything, like it would totally pass. Yeah. Except for the side that is giant because it's the size of a man. Yeah. But yeah, he walks around oh, in Japanese. it and yeah. Crawls around in it. Yeah. Well, maybe Barbie uh, could get her a costume made of an Afghan hound and she can keep her long blonde hair. <laughs> Talking about that goofy bear, I think he's probably the goofiest of the goofiest looking of the carnivores. The other real oddity I can think of right off the bat is the platypus. And yeah, I those think are somebody fun. was also confused at the assembly line that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evolution's weird. This duck beaver. Damn. Yep, pretty much. Got milk and they got a pouch too, like a marsupial. Yep. Wow. Nature's very odd critter. Nature's mutt. What else you got, Major? 
Um, well, we can talk a little bit about the California wildfires and the air raid sirens that didn't go off. I just I heard that wait, some wait, of the wait. substations on that island are like seventy years old. Wait, wait. So you guys remember the California fires from a few years ago? It was Cal Electric or whatever that was blamed for their wimpy wires starting the California wildfires? Remember? Yeah, but air raid sirens should not go off. Well, you know the air raid sirens should have gone off for and, for a wildfire. Where they're they're claiming, I'm just speculating here, but they're claiming that this is a a, a citizen warning. Uh, system, right? So, so I lived on the West the Coast. People, people don't, Major, people he's don't talking about Hawaii. He said California. I'm thinking this is all old air raid sirens that were installed during World War II, and they just finally okay. failed when they were needed. So we have a, a a Hawaii former resident sitting right here, so let's get his I understand view. that. I thought Richie might be able to enlighten me right. a little bit. So every first of the month at, like, every public school in the entire state, yeah. they test the sirens. Right. And so it becomes like monotonous and commonplace. You just, you know, it's the first of the month or the first weekday of the month because they just fire off the air raid sirens and it's a disaster warning service at this point. Okay. I have a question. Okay. So I lived on the West coast of the Seattle area for 22 years and they have air raid sirens. Yeah. They are only used for tsunami warning. Which Hawaii will also use it for. Okay. So in Hawaii. disaster. Oh, so it's a multi-use siren. So it's like. Also, it seems like testing it every month is a horrible idea because then everyone Uh, is so desensitized to it. So then when it's, I mean, obviously you'll know, okay, if it always goes off the first of the month, then if it it goes off at a different time. The sirens go off, the radio stops playing, the TV channel stops working, the broadcast ones. It's like, this is a test of the emergency broadcast Oh, and then if if it's real, it's not going to say that, obviously. And then if it's real, it's not going to be a test. Having lived in Wisconsin, they also have air raid sirens, and they do test them, but only in, like... you know, post winter, so just the earliest of spring, yeah. uh, and they do it because they use them for tornado warnings. Yeah. Yep. No, nope, tornado. Every yeah. every month they test these things. That sounds excessive. I I agree, but I, I think I like don't once it. or twice a year, maybe. So either way, that was one of my questions about you know the the fire as well. Is like, why didn't the sirens go off? Yeah. Right, this is clearly a disaster, or you know, natural disaster of some kind. Uh, there should have been warrants and right. Like not that there's going to be, uh, not that this is legitimate function of government. Right. But you have first responders. Right. Right. And they have sirens on all their vehicles. Right. So where were they like waking everybody up way too early in the morning going like, get the heck out of town. Right. Yeah. Fire's coming. Right, coming. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, I wouldn't, wouldn't pay for that service through taxation, but that seems like it would be useful in this situation. Yeah, I mean, you're already paying for it, so they might as well do something useful. Well. Yeah, well, yeah. you would think that, like, They're logic. Call. You would yeah. think that logic would just kick in. Oh, there's a fire, and none of the sirens have gone off. I better turn on my car and, like, you know, launch the sirens so people at least, you know, have some sort of a warning of something. For those people, yes. Right. Like, if it was early enough in the morning, I think that's, I don't know what time they said it started yeah. to roll into town. Right, but the majority of people may have been sleeping. Sure. Right, but fire departments on call, police departments on call, like they know something's going on. Yeah. And they they should have used their sirens more effectively to warn the populace. Just another illustration. So are these are these old air raid sirens from World War Two, or is this actually new apparatus that failed? 
Uh, that I have no idea. As far as I know, it's the it's the World War II system. Yeah. How often they That's do maintenance on the actual sirens, I couldn't tell you. I it mean, probably didn't. So do we know that it failed, or was it just never sound? No one sounded the alarm. I, Good question. I, I don't because know. Because it sounds like they're using them every month, so for them to all of a sudden fail when they're being tested yeah. at least once a month... That just seems very unlikely. Or it sounds if, like... Or if the fire took out the lines that connect them to yeah. the switch. Because I saw thing. some of the oh. videos I saw, I mean, the winds were very, very dramatic to the point yep. where it, it was taking um, telephone poles and they, like snapping them all the way to the ground. Yeah. And there was a lot of live wires on the ground. So it wouldn't entirely surprise me if something like that, you know, And that got winds, those winds off. were uh, residual from passing hurricane. Yeah. That missed. Right, so it's also possible that somebody was just asleep at the wheel, right? The the God, guy whose job or, or pr- people whose job it was, because it was early in the morning, right? Yeah. They're probably the graveyard crew. Generally, you don't put the brightest and best on the graveyard crew, no matter Thanks. what kind of thing you're doing. I'm just saying, <laughs> generally speaking, that's not how it turns out. They were probably in the walk-in cooler having a safety meeting, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? You know, outside smoking a joint or whatever, right? And then like, oh, no, a fire. And they had to run for their lives, so they didn't sound the alarm. Mm, possibly, I mean... I think oh, somebody's Captain getting fired. Yes, they don't have pot on Maui. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> a lot of people got fired in that one. Uh, yeah, fired. I don't know, back in the day, a lot of those old air raid sirens were hand cranks. I right. don't know how much of how many of them have been electrified or not, but yeah, they were hand cranks so that, like, you know, the only thing that could possibly go wrong is human error. Right. Like, if there was no human to crank it, well, okay, the siren didn't go off. But as long as there was a human, it didn't take a genius to figure out how to <laughs> and sound And also, them. Uh, screw the guy that has to keep cranking it. Like, everybody else is, you know, running for cover, and it's like, well, I guess I'm just sacrificing myself to the natural disaster. But it's for the greater good, Or the good, act Nikki. of war, or whatever it is. But yeah, it's I for the so. greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, if you take that position, though, you know the risk. Yeah. So. Yeah. You could hazard well, evidently, pay. they keep finding another 15, 20 people dead every day, and now they're up to just above 100, I think. Wow, that's they've sad. Identified, that sucks. They've identified a whole one of them. Yeah, it's 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 just horrible. Evidently, on that the other little side, town got burnt to a crisp. I've advocated on this show multiple times to get the heck off the island and out of that state because it's BS to begin with. Yep. And so I feel less bad for people well, that failed the to act. Well, they make the same mistakes in a lot of. I mean, that's the same thing with California. They won't let them clear the dead brush away from their structures and whatnot. And uh, you can't touch a twig on the ground under you know federal persecution. And yep. Well, hell. So if you, so if you ridiculous. didn't already move, this is what happens. Hey, Major, thanks yeah, for the well, call, this man. Is what happens when you let, let let the damn libtards rule the world? <laughs> thanks for the call, Major. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to, I believe this is Gigi in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Hi, Live. everybody. Good evening. Hi, Gigi. How is Miss Nikki, our illustrious newlywed? <laughs> I'm very well, Gigi. How are you? I am doing much better. Thank you for asking, dear. Number one, I love when the major calls. I find his sense of history very refreshing. I appreciate Sarah's contributions and I grew up in Pinecrest and remember the peacocks. Oh, so this isn't a new thing. This, this is, is an ongoing. This is that I grew up with. And I How would also ago? like to say two things. Number one, 
I am proud to say on the radio to all of my fellow listeners who love this program like me and my husband do, many weeks ago I wrote a letter to the judge in support of Ian, and I disclosed that I was a former professor full-time at Florida International University of Constitutional Law, Political Science, and I worked for the Foreign Service for many years. Thank you, Gigi. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. I would like to know, do we have good news about Miss Aria as well? Well, um... How is she holding up? She is holding up. That much I know. Um, we, I think that's important that we make mention of her. We've been yeah. we've been making sure that donations, you know, whether they're coming from us or other people, are getting to yes, her sir. to her books. Uh, if anybody wants to contribute, uh, they can go to Aria Dimezzo D I M E Z Z O dot com, uh, and you know, there's information there on how you can write her while she is in. Uh, you can send incarcerated. Correct. Yes, and my last point of contention, I am so pleased that the major and all of you co-hosts, all three of you, were discussing the horrible, horrible events that have been going on on Maui. Remember when the city, the whole freaking city of paradise, burned to a crisp. What did we find out later? PG&E was negligible. Mm. Are we going to hear the same thing in two to three years about the electric company on the island of Maui with exposed wires? That's a really good question. I actually well, had, I'm thinking hadn't thought about, about it. that. What do you guys think? Richie, Miss Nikki? I mean, I think so. Based on, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, I watched a video where the winds were so strong, it literally knocked... I saw you know, that telephone. on the news on yeah. television. Yes, ma'am. So yes, I think it's likely. I saw it. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's the... the government the, ray gun. Okay, the Mountain Dew predictive programming. I don't know if anybody's seen that. It was because they had some flavor. Maui Blast was the flavor. Oh. And then there's... um Is it Dew, than Baja Blast? Dew, Unfortunate. Dew, I drink sugar-free Mountain Dew because I'm a diabetic. <laughs> I love that soda. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I guess Dew is also an acronym for something. Gotcha. I Honestly, it, it seemed a little bit ridiculous, a lot of bit ridiculous in my opinion. So I didn't really get that into it, but I've seen a lot lot of people posting on Twitter and Facebook about it because obviously I follow a lot of those kinds of people yeah so I mean it's it's one thing to speculate but I don't really if it does come if it does come to fruition that it is a culprit like it was in the city of paradise it scares me it scares me for many reasons and as a Jewish woman I would like to say thank you for bringing up, and I love that the captain called it what he did, desperate advertising. You go, captain. Oh, thanks, Gigi. You know how I feel about you in general. Oh, yeah. Him and Major? Oh, she got the Major, I like his sense of history, and I like Who's how he's very frank and forward. I love my husband, but I have a terrible crush on the captain. Oh, and I love the thing about the peacocks. <laughs> I grew up in Pinecrest. We had peacocks everywhere. <laughs> so this problem's been going on for a long time, then, the peacocks, huh? Well, I'm 61 years young and vivacious, 
and I grew up in Pinecrest. Then it was called Miami. Now it's a, a you know, its own little municipality. Yeah. It's very snooty. It's very beautiful, extremely affluent, right on Biscayne Bay, with tons of peacocks <laughs> everywhere. So these these peacocks are smug. <laughs> the residents are. Captain's going to have a widower on reserve at some point. And do you know, I can remember, some people, like the ancient Egyptians, considered eating peacock a delicacy. There you go. Oh, peacock eggs. Send them. Mm-hmm. Pheasant under glass. Wild chickens roaming all over the Florida Keys. The Florida deer and gators and frog's legs. Now you have wild peacock, a foul game. I'm feeling like there's going to be a new bird on the Thanksgiving table down in Florida this year. It also seems like it'd be a lot cheaper. My response to that would be, oy vey. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a great evening. Gigi, thank you so much for the call. Always a pleasure. Back to the fires briefly, because I want the report or whatever investigation, how it started. Because it seemed like it came from the forest and then hit the town, mm-hmm. okay. right? So I don't know how much exposed wires from the probably not a lot, right? Are out there in the forest, right? Where the where it first sparked off and then made its way. And it, it's hard to not kind of jump to those you know sorts of theories when we saw what happened in um, Canada, where bird's eye view of the country two. Fires sparked simultaneously, very far, like hundreds of miles away yeah. at the same time. Like instantly, you can see yeah. the play-by-play footage. So it's like that just can't be a coincidence. Like, how is that possible that both of these fires sparked at the exact same moment? You know, within minutes of each other. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Sorry, I had a frog in my throat there. So the more so, conspiracy theory sites you follow, the more those seem more plausible. Yeah, and I mean. After we're seeing a lot, you know, we're seeing a lot of suspicious things in regards to wildfires. What about, what about the, the laser theory for the I don't know if I Hawaii believe fires. that one. It could have easily been like some camper flicking a cigarette. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like that what about, could have what about a lightning strike? Also plausible. Okay. Right? If there's, a, if there's a hurricane going by, it's stormy weather already, right? Easily plausible to spark a fire and then have it go under control. 603-283-6160. The final segment of Free Talk Live is coming up. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. It is the final half hour of the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, if you've never heard of our radio program, you can find out all about us over at freetalklive.com, including archives that go back since the dawn of man. No, they don't quite go that far back. Since before the dawn of man. <laughs> Probably not quite that far, but uh, a couple of decades uh, at least two decades, if you're you know so inclined. Uh, so they're they're all there. If you missed any part of the program, we do three hours here on the Sundays, so you can go find uh, all of our previous Sunday programs as well. 
if you enjoy the hosts and co-hosts and that type of thing. Speaking of which. Especially the Sunday show. We should say thank you to Brian Lapla. Brian Lapla is a gold level amplifier. What does that mean? Well, that means he gives 10 bucks a month to Free Talk Live, the organization, in order to get this radio program onto more radio stations. We're currently on around 180 radio stations. We could be on 200, 250, 300 is not out of the question. It's all up to you. You can find out more at amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, we only ask for five bucks a month. Uh, Brian Lapla gives ten. Uh, you can give more if you want. There's different levels. It's a Patreon type setup, so you get some little benefits, some little perks, if you will, uh, for being an amplifier, such as the commercial free version of the Free Talk Live uh, podcast after sh- or when the show is done. Uh, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you enjoy the show, the hosts, the co-hosts, the perspective of freedom, liberty, peace, and prosperity that we bring, the callers who call in to participate, uh, you want to be able to spread that. It's probably the best use of your liberty dollar as far as the most reach you're going to get out of it. Yep. Uh, So amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Brian Lapla. We appreciate you. Yes. Well, all right. Thank you, Brian. Well, Captain draws some notes and we figure out what story we're going to go into. What are we going to go into? I don't know. We already did a number two story. Ironically. It wasn't even a number two story yeah. when we started. Surprise. It turned into a number two story. Yeah. It also turned into our sexy Sunday story. So yeah. we've, we've covered all of the bases yeah. there. So let's see. What do we have here? Um, let's go with this from Newsweek. Oh, the suspense is killing me. Trans woman says. Oh, that one. Oh, X, boy. Trans woman says X keeps her testicles in fridge and demands their return. I guess since since um, Gigi brought up Aria. <laughs> I don't to, think that's where she keeps them. I have to go to a trans story of some kind. A transgender woman has gone to court alleging that her ex-boyfriend stole her surgically removed genitals and is demanding that he return them. Really Did had he? him by the cojones there. You I don't know. I have a lot of questions, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of them. I don't think I can ask any of them on radio. They're so. in a jar in the fridge. What do you got? Yeah, just continue, Captain. Please, before <laughs> the, I get kicked off of the show. The case is currently <laughs> unfolding in Pontiac, Michigan, situated in the northwest corner of the Detroit metropolitan area. Brianna Kingsley, forty, submitted a claim in court on Thursday, alleging that her ex, thirty-seven-year-old. William Wojciechowski, that's right, I knew how to pronounce that one, is keeping her testicles previously removed as part of a gender transition surgery in a jar in his fridge and refuses to return them. Where uh, would they be otherwise? Like trash? Did, did she Our, put or, them in the... Well, normally... In a Ziploc bag, <laughs> you know, I mean... So normally when this sort of thing... They're obviously not where they're supposed to be. Like any sort of leftover, like Obviously. organs or tissues or anything like that, typically the hospital will keep it and they'll either use it for like scientific research of some sort, yep. um, or they'll just throw them in the biohazard bin and goodbye. So, Florida Mountain oysters. That's right, girls, get out yep. there and get on those organs. I mean, those console organs now on sale at the lower level. 
I could pair of earrings out of them. That's mm-hmm. a very deep cut that no one, yeah, there's probably one list there about. who's going, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. I remember that bit from it's like a Dr. Demento thing. We do it for that uh, one person. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, Sometimes we do. Gotta make him feel special, I like to, you know? I like to make the obscure references from yeah. time to time. Uh, at any rate, uh, in a jar in the fridge, refuses to return them. The ex-boyfriend claimed to have been unaware of the filing until he was reached for comment by the newspaper. How many in, times do you ask the ex-boyfriend to return it first before you <laughs> file the court work? It's like, it's like, dude, can, I know you got my... Dude, can I have my junk back? <laughs> <laughs> in a handwritten affidavit... She left all her junk here. <laughs> also, like, why does she want them? Sentimental uh, value? Uh, well, I mean, you took them off. You clearly didn't like them to begin with. Now you want to look at them? Maybe. So I I, I don't want to say it because I also might get kicked off the show. <laughs> <laughs> just I need gonna, this job, man. Yeah, I'm just not going to say it. In a handwritten affidavit, Kingsley demanded the return of her human remains and, <laughs> <what> <laughs> and $6,500 wow. in damages. Come on. The maximum allowed in Pontiac's 50th District Court, small claims. <laughs> small, small claims. claims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to large claims court. You only had to go to small claims court. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Quote, Defendant retains possession of my surgically extracted testicles preserved in a mason jar kept in the fridge next to the eggs. Unquote. Oh, dangerous. Weird how that Is it particular... like formaldehyde or vodka? It must or... be something. Okay. Weird how that Some particular sort of version of genitalia is next to the eggs. Yeah. Is it being pickled? <laughs> is it being stored in vinegar? Possibly. I uh, mean, she could probably sell them for a lot of money. So maybe that's why she's so upset about this is okay. because she's like hey there's a market for this in in that community the probably aff- the affidavit demands well you've got them you don't return. want them i want them i don't got them yeah do a well, little s- switcheroo <laughs> switcheroo uh, capitalism well <laughs> Jehoski, meanwhile has countered claiming that kingsley took everything she wanted from his apartment eight months ago when their relationship ended telling the detroit news she quote Picked up all of her possessions when we broke up. She took everything she wanted then. He also alleged that she has been harassing him since the breakup, threatening to hurt him and showing up at his workplace. Does he still have it? Is he like, no, she took everything and I just got rid of everything else. It was spoiled. Uh, It doesn't say. (laughs) Moving forward, he plans to submit Kingsley's affidavit as further evidence of her alleged behavior, harassing behavior. Oh, okay. She's been harassing me ever since we broke up, he told the newspaper. I had to take out a personal protection order against her. So uh, what's the U.S. equivalent of that? I mean, that is Um, the U.S. Restraining restraining order. order. Thank you. That's what it's commonly known as. Speaking further, he said that he has no plans to turn over the jar to Kingsley, despite the legal action she is taking. So he is keeping it. I don't owe her anything. Oh, so he knows he has it and he is refusing I mean, that's petty. I mean, you would think like, but, okay, if she's harassing you, then just give it to her. First of all, it's, it's weird that he wants to keep it. Second of all, if he really didn't want her to be harassing him anymore, he would just be like, here, have them. Bye. I, see ya. I Replace have a, it with other testicles of something else. I have a suspicion. I have a suspicion that Peacocks. they uh, were engaged in, in something uh, that's perhaps uh, illegal. 
And okay. when, when the breakup happened, she took, we'll call it the stash with her. And now he is upset about that. Okay. And so, because they can't... Are you alluding to drugs of some kind? I, or? I, I, I mean, okay. I'm hypothesizing. I got it. I'm just trying to follow. And you. like something like drugs could very easily be the thing in this yeah. case, okay. right? Uh, that is interesting collateral. Right. And so, like, if I broke up with my girlfriend and she took my drugs, uh, I would be upset. And then if she filed some sort of legal motion for me to return something that she forgot when she left and took all of her crap with her... I'd be like, no, it's mine. It's possession. You left. Too bad. Yeah. So sad. You know? So I, I feel like there's something not being said here is what I'm getting at. Drugs could certainly be the thing. Okay. Right? I'm hypothesizing. So this is just speculation on my part. But based on what I'm reading so far, I feel like there's an un, an unwritten thing that isn't being said here, causing I mean, this to be more of a, a battle than it should okay. be. I mean, I, I mean, I've gone through breakups and still don't have like all of my property back right. from like years ago at right. this point yeah so but but have made efforts to get some of it back yeah i usually right. at least uh leave with all of my body parts <laughs> well do you have any floating around in a jar in the fridge that no could that, possibly be forgotten it does make when it you easier leave in haste? yeah it does okay. A copy of Wojciechowski's protection order against Kingsley was obtained, showing that it was signed by Oakland County Circuit uh, Court Judge Lisa Gorsica, I'm probably butchering that name, on December 13th, 2022. Per the terms of the order, which remain in effect until a year after it was signed, Kingsley is barred from purchasing a firearm and cannot initiate contact with her ex, be it personal contact or third-party contact or social media contact. So that's the personal protection order. Right. Prior court records show that Kingsley pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault in October after an incident in which she attacked a roommate, also a transgender woman, with a knife on Christmas Day in 2019. Oh, so she's nuts. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that was the knife. Could have been. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I have been uh, on the internet, and I have seen the Pain Olympics, and I do yeah, not recommend it. Uh, yeah, no, you guys know what I'm talking I about. I know what though. you're talking yeah, about. So. Why are people like this? Why can't you guys know. just be normal? Emotional trauma, childhood trauma. Yeah, I was way too young to see any of those YouTube videos, man. Oh, why are you ugh, then? Like, how did you even come across it? Because I was obviously looking it Oh, up. okay. All right. You know? Obviously. 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 I mean, you cringed as if you knew exactly what I was talking about, which is the appropriate response. But then said you were too young to. Have no, seen I it. no, I've I've seen it, but oh, I was okay. too young while Watch. I saw oh, it. Okay. Yeah, like, all right, gotcha. Not age appropriate, but not somehow all. I had access okay. to the internet. Yeah. I hope your mom's not listening to this show. <laughs> she does listen to this show. Okay. Your mom. <laughs> she is also aware. <laughs> does she know not to go looking for it? Hopefully, it might be a phone call afterwards. Like, ma. <laughs> That's so that thing hour. I was talking about. Don't look it up. Oh, Didn't probably happen. can't find it anymore, though. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, man, I left a uh, a homemade uh, four foot bong in like the rafters of like my parents' garage in like Wisconsin, and like I left home, and I don't know, like four years later or something, like I come back and uh, I'm hanging out with like my brother or whatever. And uh, we go out to the garage because that's where he smokes. He smokes cigarettes. Yep. And uh, so we go out to the garage. And I'm like, hey, man, boost me up here for a minute. Right? 
and it's still there. And so I was able to like sneak it into my car, and I drove it over to my to my other friend's house. He's the guy who helped me build it. Nice. And uh, I go over there, and I'm like, dude, you'll never guess what I got because we named this thing. We named it King Bong. Okay. Mm. A four foot water bong. Yep. Yeah. We made out of like what you're not supposed to make it out of, like PVC. Yeah. Right. You know. And All like, the real good uh, yeah. toxic stuff. Although it did have, we had this nice bowl. We called it the uh, the revolver because it looked like a revolver, like in a gun, okay. but it was it was thin. So like it was enough to pack like a one hit in each of the six cylinders. Okay. So you didn't you only had to pack it one time, and then like six people could hit it. Oh, that's nice. fun. It was that's pretty cool. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cold segue. This from the Western Journal. Oh, we're switching topics. Yeah. yeah. You're into okay. that tonight. Handyman devises simple system to legally get rid of squatters. This is great, too. This is oh. my home now, says the headline. Where was Flash Shelton? That just sounds like a, <laughs> like a superhero or, or something. Or a, a supervillain, depending yeah. on how Flash the story. Gordon, Flash Gordon, isn't that? Shelton. Uh, where was Flash Shelton when I needed him? Had his services been available in 2012, I would have sought his help. Shelton, founder of the United Handyman Association, took matters into his own hands when squatters moved into his mother's California home. Now he's helping others in the same situation. In March, Shelton explained to Fox News that after his father died, his mother decided to rent her house. When she declined a group of prospective renters, they broke into the house and moved in anyway. Good way to get shot. Yeah. You would hope. I mean, yeah. probably not in Don't Cali- do that here. Was this California? Yeah, I think it was California. Yeah, California. Right. So. I don't know. I know some people from California that would you know, that defend the their answer, property. They, they frown upon it in California. They do. Squatters have way too many rights in yeah, California. If, if, yeah. this, if that was New Hampshire, man, they, I think shots would have been fired. You know. At any rate, uh, they moved in anyway after breaking into the house. The authorities say they couldn't do anything. Because I mean, it's California. Well, and what do the authorities really do about this stuff anyway? They're a reactionary force, well, right? Okay, okay. Yes, they are a reactionary force, right? But the sheriff's office is quick to evict tenants who haven't paid their rent, right? They I, are. Like you go like, you've well, been evicted, I mean, and then they show up and they kick people yeah, out. Yeah, it's like 30-day notice, evicted, whatever. I've never been evicted. I'm familiar with the process because I, of course, own property, Yeah, uh, and I have had tenants- uh, so I'm familiar with the process. I've never had to use the process, so I can't right. say from experience whether it's been fast or but not. But generally, that's the process. Generally, that's the process. Okay. And, and I know other people who are current landlords who are like, at least in New Hampshire, they're like, you know, uh, they usually find favorably for the landlords as long as you follow the process. And, right. Yeah. You know, it's usually a pretty quick thing. So these are these are less than tenants. Yes. Right. These are squatters. They have broken and entered and are now occupying space that is not theirs and they had zero right to in the first place. Yeah. But, but now their hands they, are tied. Yeah. But apparently they have rights in California. That's you what think I'm saying. That they do, would yeah. have no rights because they do not belong there. Because they're, they're criminal trespass. They're, right. Yeah, but apparently that's not a thing. And you can also <sighs> rob department stores and Gucci and whatever else. So, again, don't feel bad for people still in California that this happens yeah. to. Like, Call it California for a reason. All right. Right. Like, yeah. It's not. It's a joke, but it's not really that much of a joke. I mean, it's no, it's scary over far there. Far closer to reality than than anyone you know, realizes. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, the authorities say they couldn't do anything, so Shelton let himself in and stayed. So annoyed did the squatters become that they quickly moved out. Shelton got his mom's home back. So he moved in, and that's how he got the house back. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to live there with him living there. 
He had a key and everything. I'm, I, I'm assuming. Surprised I don't. Surprised because they're squatting. He's they're, squatting. What's the difference? Yeah. What's yeah. the difference? Like yeah. they're cool. So they, oh, now they're all of a sudden too good to be homeless in his house. No, I'm pretty well, sure that he was just doing things to irritate them oh, right. on a regular yeah. basis. Turn yeah, up the probably. music. Turn off the hot water heater. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. all sorts of things. You I mean, can that's do, what I would right? do. I you would know? turn off the electricity, water, everything. Can't do that. So, have rights. so at any rate, uh, Shelton got his mom's home back after moving in. This week, he told Fox News that he is now offering his services to other homeowners dealing with squatters. Good for him. I can't go in and remove them, but I can go in and move in with them, he the said. The market provides. <laughs> That's it's right. It's just like insane that people have to go to these levels. You know, like we have this establishment called the state, but when you go to them, like, hey, Someone stole from me. Someone, you know, is squatting in my house. They don't help. So trespassing what is, on my property. Yeah. This what is supposed is to purpose? be within their purview. You know? Yeah. What is their purpose then if they can't even do that? They're only, they're, they're essentially only defending criminals. At least in California, it seems that way. Their purpose is to collect revenue. Well, yeah. And I mean, protect and serve, well, not you. The politicians. Uh, the politicians. Yeah. Yes. The, uh. The yeah. parasite class. And you know what? I am, I'm used to being disappointed by the state and I'm used to being disgusted by politicians. Like this is sure. nothing new for me. Yep, yep. But what, something I've realized recently from, you know, surfing the internet is that there are a lot of like actual, like normal people, kind of like more like lefty and calm types that are justifying stealing from, you know, Walmart, Target, department stores and stuff like that. And I almost, it, it, it kind of did really shock me because to me, stealing is immoral. Wrong. Right, yeah. You know, it's wrong. You can argue up and down that Walmart is also an evil corporation. Sure. Hey, maybe they are. But stealing from them does not make you a good person. And just because right. you don't like Walmart, you oh. know what you do if you don't like Walmart? You stop shopping at Walmart and you go support a local mom and pop shop. Yep. Or you go support Their some other right. small business. You go support somebody that you do like and you pay your money. This is not how integrity works. Right. Oh, I don't like the, those people, so I'm going to rob them. No, if you don't like those people, you just stop supporting them and maybe even spread the word. Like, oh, hey, Walmart sucks. Stop shopping there. Don't, oh, we should all go bombard Walmart and steal all their stuff. So the employees that work at Walmart, you know, the the place has to close down and those people lose their job. How is that helping society? These people are just, they're they're bad people and they're trying to rationalize why they get to do bad things. You should should talk to Peakless Mountaineer because he will justify the theft of those corporations. No, you can't. Well, you can. He's I mean, on the air. I, well, you can. Okay. You can, but like, you can't logically, the, in my opinion. The people, in your opinion, yes, but he will make the case. The, All right. The people doing the stealing, uh, I've heard, justified in saying things like, well, yeah, Walmart is evil, and like they got the money anyway, so me stealing this little stuff isn't you know, going to affect them in any way. You know who skates in California? Skaters? Uh, no, 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 but, uh, but skates by without any, s- without being affected by this uh, surge in shoplifting because apparently California has basically made it legal. Amazon. Hmm. Amazon has no brick or mortar stores. Yeah. So Amazon does not get shoplifted the way Walmart would. Yeah. Right. Or any other big box store in California, Best Buy, you name it, whatever it is, right? The hardware store, Home Depot, right? All that stuff. They They are without a scratch 
in this thing. Well, and good if on them for that business model, and, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're going to argue that like any of these corporations are are too large and doing evil things, Amazon's going to be one of them. Yeah, right? you know what Amazon does have to deal with though? Porch pirates. Yeah, that's true, and sometimes they do have to um, yeah, but, reimburse uh, but, some of that. But that's typically uh, done via the shipper, so the UPS, the FedEx, okay. the DHL, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, Amazon might share some of those costs, but uh, I would think that they pay them a premium to be their delivery agent, and then the delivery agents just sort of eat that because of the amount of business Amazon gives them as okay. a delivery company. Possibly. Possibly. Right. That's, it's just a guess. I have no evidence for that. Uh, so anyway, uh, this guy told Fox News that he's offering his services. He says, uh, I can't go in and remove them, but I can go and move in with them. His message to the un- uninvited inhabitants... I don't know what you're doing, but this is my home now. Shelton said he even installs ring cameras in every room in the house. (laughs) People kind of want to get away from that as fast as possible, he said. Now, uh, I wouldn't use ring cameras, but I get the idea. They're probably cheap. Yeah, security cameras, whatever, something. Oh, man. He's got to monetize this into like a YouTube Big Brother type show. Yeah. Like squatter big brother. Squat removal machine or something. You have them, like, yeah. fight each what's other. Good? No, no, you just put it, you know, like the multicam, like the yeah. big brother house, right? But you just air that, right? Like, what's going yeah. on in the squatter house today? Yeah. You just tune in 24-7 to see what's, you know, the live camera feed. The author here says, they applaud Shelton as I know his story well in my own way. The nightmare cost me thousands of dollars in legal fees and lost revenue. I spent countless nights worrying. My squatter was a professional and many are. The squatter claimed to be a downtrodden, newly single mom needing a place to live. Her job checked out, as did her personal references. We signed a lease, and she paid me the necessary deposit and first month rent. The home was located in New Jersey. I was living in Connecticut at the time, a few hours away. It wasn't long after she moved in that I stopped receiving rent. When I contacted her about it, she offered me one excuse after another. Eventually, time would pass, and I'd get a check for the amount owed. It got to the point, however, where no rent was forthcoming at all. Concerned, I was compelled to inform her that I would be arriving for a visit. She acknowledged this, but was nowhere to be seen when I arrived after the two-and-a-half-hour drive. Instead, I found the locks changed. I couldn't get in to my own house. Wow. I had rented the home fully furnished, but looking through the windows, I could see that there was almost no furniture left. She had been selling my own furnishings to pay me rent. When I contacted the police, they told me this wasn't unusual but that they could do nothing to help. Their hands were tied. Yeah, and this is the thing, like, don't be a landlord in these states where you don't, where where your tenants have more rights than you do. No. Or or don't be like an absentee landlord, right? Right. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, if you're in state or it's down the road or, you know, Or hire somebody. There are like property management companies that can help you with this sort of thing. At any rate, uh, Flash Shelton is a hero. He goes on to say for his ingenuity and gutsiness in taking care of his mother's squatters situation. And perhaps you all can learn from this story, too. If you missed any part of this, find us at the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thank you, Richie Rich. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you to our callers and our listeners. Peace. want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great 
It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com